Welcome once again to Cult Following. It's just a local film podcast where four guys are brought together. We're talking about movies. We're stop being polite and start being real. <laughs> Cult Following. I'm one of your four hosts, Victor Marino, along with Joshua T. Ruth, Zojirushi, Kirby Nelson, and Jasperino, the Fresh Prince of AZ. On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some recent releases like Spider-Man Homecoming. We're going to talk about Planet of the Apes. We're going to talk about Valerian, the city of a thousand planets, and a lot of other cool stuff that's been hitting our optical nerves lately and your movie screens. <laughs> Look at that. I was flowing. Yeah, that's good, man. That's yep, yep. good. Yo, yo. I was just thinking about the raps for the Fresh Prince of AZ over there you know you right. gotta, gotta worked out yet jasper down in west phoenix born and raised <laughs> in the movie theaters where we spent most of oh. the time oh uh oh uh-oh. you've reached the... yeah that's how you go that's the zenith of rap feel a video coming on now i'm gonna pop open my soda hopefully you guys don't hear it he's popping his fago root beer there we go Sorry. you know what? i recently <laughs> learned right i learned a while back that there was a um a music video for nightmare on my street Oh really? That was pulled because of the uh, new line saying no, dude. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. used to listen to that freaking song on repeat. I used to have Heck the yeah. the he's the DJ, I'm the rapper on yeah. cassette tape, and my Walkman like in the eighties, and just listen to that song, and I'd stop it and rewind it, and then just play it again over and over. The again, sad dude. thing, and I will say this about that album that it. That whole album is solid, and I'm oh, dating yeah. myself right now, but uh, the whole thing is amazing. Oh, yeah. That I way. still have it on my Shoot. iTunes. I remember I remember <laughs> I going to get still, yeah. that album, and that was also like when I was into like BC Boys License to Ill, yep. and also uh, Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction, um, all around that same era. And you oh, know, yeah, uh, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, uh even worse. <laughs> yes. You know, there's a uh, Guns N' Roses all-girl cover band coming to one of the casinos here soon. Really? What's yeah, their clever it's name? It's called Paradise Kitty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. It's a pretty good name. I could tell by the look on Kirby's face, he is too. Actually, I was, gonna go, I was actually tempted to go see the Iron Maidens, but yes. I actually just went and saw Iron Maiden recently, so I was uh probably Be a good companion sad. piece. It right. would. But um yeah, there's there's too many. I did see I, I missed Queen's recent performance or Queen with Adam Lambert, Oof. uh better put. But the mm-hmm. um I did see one of the top Queen cover bands. I think they're like the number one and he did a pretty good job. I think I'll, I'd I'll rather give, see that than Queen with Adam. Yeah, Lambert. I'll give him. I'll give him credit. He did a really good. I didn't see him with Paul Rogers either. So, and I love Queen, but I just didn't. Um, it's just one of those things. I mean, going to concerts like that is usually really not my thing. So, right. But now I'm getting old. I guess I sit there like Iron Maiden was like over two hours. I need to sit. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't I stand. Do, I do love a concert where I can sit. Uh, I, we went to see Ghost a while back. And it was at the Comerica Theater. It was yeah. totally like, ah, oh, I can sit. I do like mm-hmm. sitting down, but I just, ah, oh, man. It, 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 certain bands, it's okay, but I just, I, I couldn't imagine sitting down through. I'm really ashamed that I still haven't made it to see uh, 
that Ned Flanders band. Oh, oh yeah. Oakley Doakley, yes. Yeah, I went to their Kirby went to their very Oh, man, it's at, uh, killing me Trump's that I've never space, gone. Which was crazy. I heard it was nuts. There was, like, no AC. Yeah, it was like, no oh, AC. Yeah, it was dude. so packed. It was, like, the first week of September uh-huh. a couple of years ago, and it was... But it was a lot of fun. I mean, they, they're really enjoyable. I, I'm bummed, though. I missed um, the the Max Sabbath one because I still haven't seen oh, Max yeah. Sabbath. You've seen really them a few times, them. right, Victor? I know Victor Yes, has, yeah. I've yeah. seen them, like, I think at least twice. Super fun show. Um, the people who uh, make all their costumes are actually, like, special effects designers in L.A. Nice. That's cool. So, like, all their stuff is top-notch. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely very pro appearance. And for those of you who don't know what Max Sabbath is, it's a McDonald's themed uh, heavy metal band. Yeah. The uh, lead singer looks like Ronald McDonald, and then like their, uh, I think their guitarist is like Mayor McCheese, but with metal horns coming out of his. Burger Are they kind of like guarish? <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. But like their suits, like basically look like metal versions. Okay, like, Grimace, Grimace looks evil. Grimace, yeah, Grimace looks like a cross between Grimace and Slash. Do like, they have a song hmm. explaining what Grimace actually is? Ever? No, no, it's all Black Sabbath covers, but they changed the lyrics. What do you guys think food. Grimace is? I see. When I think I was Grimace a kid, is what comes out of you when you eat too much McDonald's. <laughs> when I was a kid, this like perplexed the fuck out of me. Right? Like I was like, maybe he's like a purple milkshake, and I finally settled on. He's the inside of like one of their pies. Oh wow, he's uh, the inside of that, one of their that's pies. That's all I could think of. Yeah, you got as I got older. Normal, as I got older, <laughs> I realized he was just one of the generic monster characters. Like every right. fast food, like uh, Chuck E. Cheese had Mister Munch. Yeah, who had nothing to do with pizza. Right, and then like he w- and Grimace is Grimace, and they're both like my pet monster, uh-huh. or like Snuffleupagus. Yep. So he's, so, so he's, he's like, not real. You're saying no, he's not no, real. I'm saying he's like a manifestation of Ronald McDonald's id. Okay, he's as real <laughs> as you want I, him I to like be. I like it. Yeah, I like it, man. I think Grimace was a really old McNugget. Well, there's a, there's <laughs> a whole twisted thing to the McDonald Land characters if you think about it. Because Hamburglar, <laughs> Hamburglar, spit makes, it, spit it. Come right, on, let's get it. Hamburglar. So he goes to jail for eating yeah, hamburgers. Gordy, right, please tell right. us, Gordy. <laughs> he goes to jail for eating hamburgers. Okay. But the mayor of McDonaldland is a living hamburger. Right. So he's like eating people. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I didn't even but think about that. Wouldn't Ronald McDonald go to jail? Because like all the fry kids, I mean, that's what he serves is fried food. Yeah. All the people from McDonaldland. Yeah. I swear to God, we did not smoke pot before this podcast. <laughs> I still, swear to everyone still listening, straight edge, we know. did not. I am at least. Speak for yourself. But this guys, was, not uh, so much, but... Um, this is totally that conversation you'd have in high school after everybody got baked. <laughs> no, I really feel like this is full on the stand by me. Like, oh, well, right? there's yeah. so many movies yeah. that guys, have, let's, like, Guys, let's go that, dodge a train. Yeah, there's exactly. so many movies that have, like, that kind of a character. Like, you know, like, Donnie Darko has yeah. Frank the Bunny. Totally. And, you know... There's lots of that stuff. Where's the where's well, the like Team yeah, Fury Frank like the bunny, uh, at least I understand what the fuck he is. I don't. Well, know you could actually hell. do a whole commentary on like uh, food containers. Like it's a package of ham with a happy pig with a fork in his hand on it. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. how they use the animal that you're eating yeah. to actually sell it's you horrible. the food. Yeah, horrible. you know. Well, I think like in Clerks too, they do a really good job of that with like Mubi. It's yes, like yeah, golden yeah. Calf. yeah, yeah. I always oh, thought dogma. that was yeah, yeah. It makes me genius. think of uh, Adam's Family Values. They're like, eat me. 
you know it's yeah. uh, you know what drives me crazy like is those stupid chick-fil-a things where they've the got cows. the cows being like eat more chicken right and you know what pisses me off the most about that they can't spell is exactly it's like look <laughs> listen if you're gonna tell me that cows got smart enough all of a sudden to be able to like paint words but yet you're not going to give them the dignity of having them be able to spell like that's stupid also like the whole like uh, you know like you see like the cat stuff online where the cats are all the, the they're saying stuff that's all spelled wrong it's like have some oh, damn respect i can have cheeseburgers yeah. Wild cats yeah yeah exactly. but that's but i mean <laughs> you're going a little too master now, thesis I, I will tell me, you but... there's a perfect example of this in film in space balls with pizza the hut yeah and then at the end you find out he died because he got trapped in his car and he eats oh, himself <laughs> That'd be pretty hard not to, right? If you were starving and you were made of pizza. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of the dead art, too. Like, nobody does. Like, there really isn't a whole lot of, like, mascots anymore. Like, that's yeah. kind of like... And that was... I mean, I mean, you really think it, like... There was always mascots, right. I mean, in advertising, obviously. The Noid. Of, but, I mean, you really think of, like, the 70s. I love the Noid. I, had the, I even had the Capcom Noid game. Me too, yeah, dude. This, that, was that was not a good game. That's terrible. I got it, like, day one, and I was so disappointed. Well, they did. I mean, there was. A, I've seen a lot. There it's was called um, Yo Noid. Yeah. What was the other one? The uh, I remember the cool no, spot. No, the cool spot. I was thinking of the yeah. Seven Up one. Yeah. There was and the other one Make they had. Kids. No, the Seven Up with the uh, Doodle. The Doodle oh. guy looked like. Yeah, the cool spot. Oh, I forgot. No, no, no. no, no, no the Doodle was different. They, they had a Doodle. They actually made two had a game? Seven Up games. It was never released. Wow. But they, that was the confidence they had wow. in that. Fucking Nickelodeon reject. I still have an Xbox so, 360 copy of Sneak King. Sneak from King, King is so good, dude. <laughs> Sneak King is awesome. All those games, man. All, right. all of them. I just couldn't believe it took. I will say this. Or the California Raisins. The yeah. California Raisins I used huge. to have the California Raisins like trading cards that were actually stickers. Uh-huh. It was like California Raisins in like all the different states. And like it was like I had the Arizona one and they're at the Grand That's Canyon. Funny. Yeah. That's funny. That's because they were running out of ideas. This is your, what to uh, put on the your train foodie cars. episode of cult following. <laughs> I, I will say though, when I first saw, um, what do you call it? Speaking of, oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, Five Nights yeah, at Freddy's. Yeah. I couldn't believe it took somebody that long to figure out that those animatronics were fucking scary. <laughs> I know, like, I know it really blew well, me did away. You, um, have you seen the Rockefeller Explosion? That documentary. No. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. I think yeah. So. yeah. Watch yeah. that documentary. It's so. I mean, I don't know. I What's love it. it. Do you remember what it's um, called? It's, Rock it's of, called the Rock, Rock of Fire Explosion. Yes, I did see yeah. this one. I need to see that. Netflix. I, I really like it. it. Some people yeah. kind of think it's one of those lesser um, documentaries, but it's. Uh, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of a sucker for like nerd documentaries, stuff like that. Like you know, movies like Darkon and you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but like. You know, there's the part where they go into the factory where they've got like the last of the Rock of Fire explosion ones and they've been sitting in that factory and over time, like the plastic has started oh to degrade yeah. and it's absolutely horrifying. And I'm 100% convinced that's where the, the person that made Five Nights oh, at Freddy's probably. got the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because totally. it was, it predated, that documentary predated Five Nights at Freddy's and that was, because they're already scary, but then when you see them like with their faces half melted and, and skeleton, Exposed, robotic skeletons yeah. Yeah. and giant eyes, yeah, horrifying. Well, it's kind of like, um, I always think of like, it's kind of like Silent Hill, like the idea of like the amusement park and stuff like that like uh-huh. you know they always have those documentaries of like i the one that i think is most prominent is the uh chernobyl oh like yeah like they showed the 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 
what do you call it, amusement park they built. Sure. There's like abandoned it's ones all, all like over the world. It's all like overgrown yeah, and everything. Yeah, that didn't work. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I mean, that stuff is, you know, it's fun. It's it's like the heart of, what do you call it, uh, you know, clowns and all that. Sure. Everyone's just, mm-hmm. yeah. But, well, I just find that kind of like overgrown civilization to be creepy in yeah. general, right? You know, like yeah. you have something that's just like, you know, vines growing through walls and stuff like that. I, it's weird because it doesn't seem like a lot of movies really get that right. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, The Girl with All the Gifts, I thought, did a good job They did. That. They did. Um, you know what, what gets it really, really well, actually? is Not uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, no, not The Walking no. Dead. Um, but the video game, The Last of Us. Well, so that's yeah. actually what I was just going like, to say. They nail it. Which, I that. mean, The Girl with All the Gifts is pretty right. much. But, <laughs> yeah. But it is, but part of what, I mean, obviously with like a ecological threat, it like, it really has to be. But my big thing is, is that, I mean, you can go to any like small town or a place that's been like largely abandoned. And I go, it doesn't even take In long. Detroit. Like, yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah there's well, yeah, it's funny you say that because I was just, uh, this week I watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because uh-huh. I'm trying to catch up before it comes out. Oh, that does out. a good job too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I was does. watching the special features and a lot of those shots, they just went to New Orleans, New Orleans, and found right. an empty parking lot, and it was already overgrown yep. and anti-apocalyptic, or you know, after apocalypse looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a, there was already an abandoned amusement park there, yeah. and they were like, there really wasn't much to do to the set. It was already there, and it was already overgrown. We just added some other stuff to it, you know, the. Geez, New Orleans, the FEMA signs are probably still right, there. Right. You know? Well, that's the one I always liked about, one of the things I loved about that one was the whole uh, dam. Yeah. That's yeah. like, people don't think about infrastructure very often, but I'm like, what are you going to do? It's yeah. all going to shut down if nobody's yep. taking true. care of it. Nobody's There's, pulling the switches. Anything even on automation still has some kind of, yeah. you know, manual support I system. I love those little kind of details. Like, I remember uh, when I was reading The the Stand, you know, Stephen That's King's all The another Stand. another one I was going to say. Yeah, yeah it was a great um, one. And, and it was like, and this was actually like when they, they figured out a way to, to get power back on when they're all staying in Boulder. And ha- they have somebody who's like their job is to go around to all the houses and make sure everything's turned off because they're like the last thing we want to do is turn the power on and somebody left their stove on and then we burn the whole town uh, down. Yeah, you know. So like they're like when when they get details like that, that kind of stuff, right? In apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic situations, that's awesome. You know, it's funny how you guys. Me- how I think Jasper mentioned The Walking Dead. And how badly it Who gets. the hell is cutting the grass? Right. <laughs> it makes me think, like, you know, the show that actually really gets it right, shockingly, is The Strain. Uh, I've still never seen it. It's really good, but, like, you know, they, they did a good job of explaining how, like, civilization has kind of gone to shit. You know, and it's gradual. It's not, like, overnight, like, right. in every, you know, it gets, like, people are defending little neighborhoods. And, like, there's one episode that's just set where they're all trapped in a convenience store. And across the street, you see like down power lines, but then people are trying to fix it up, uh-huh. you know. But it's just it's it's you yeah. know done well, cool for a TV show, especially. Yeah, totally. Walking Dead has no excuse. They're fucking yeah. in Atlanta, and everything is rural as fuck, except for like the houses that look like they haven't been touched. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard. I mean, I mean, I I will say like you know in a. It, it just varies and stuff. I mean, obviously, I think the rural part does get it right. It's a lot easier to do rural environments. because yeah, it's already overgrown. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, well, you, you already know? see so many, like, like low-budget movies. Sure. I mean, because zombie movies are obviously... It's hard to make a good one, but it's easy to make one. Because yeah. you can pretty much go into any environment and say... But especially if you go rural, it's real easy. But the... um. 
I mean, The Walking Dead, just the biggest problem with it is that that's the whole thing with like as they move into like the gated communities that people have. It, that's like I said, it comes back to the infrastructure thing. I mean, people really just do not realize like how much it would take to get back to like convenience. Yeah. And like, it's just insane. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that was a good uh, segue into post-apocalyptic film and uh, <laughs> weird uh, stoner-driven. What do you call it? I was going to say um, character. Uh, when you, you're going to start, like, uh, what do you call it? Binge watching Doomsday preppers. You're like, I'm going to get oh, ready God. for this shit. Yeah, I will say also, shout out to Doomsday. I love that movie. That is a great movie, dude. Yeah. Um, but what have you been watching lately? Who wants to go first? Well, actually, I think uh, Jasper already mentioned one. I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of a deeper dive on there. Which one? Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And you hadn't seen that before, right? No, it was funny because I watched, I got the DVD for Rise like right after it came out and we enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, I totally missed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I didn't even realize it was a thing until War was coming out and I was like, Oh, cool. They finally did another Planet of the Apes movie. It's funny. I didn't know that that, like, so I had seen Rise and really, really liked Rise. But then I was like, I just thought that was kind of a one-off and maybe they eventually make more. Um, And then Dawn was like, oh, wow, there's another one of these coming out. And Mm -hmm. it's also got Caesar in it and stuff. Um, So, yeah, that thing hit me um, out of nowhere, too. What did you think of that movie? I loved it. I liked it as well as I liked Rise. I think both of those movies are really, really well done. Um have you? Did you already post your uh, your review for for yeah. War Game? I've not read it yet, but I'm you hoping can find it on Cobalt.co. on an interwebs near you. I'm hoping, um, and maybe you can tell me. Don't tell me details, uh-huh. but I'm hoping it's as good as the other two movies. Um, I I would say it's honestly just a little step down, in my opinion. Um, only because that's how much I love Dawn. Nice. I mean, I think Dawn is a tremendous movie. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Um, I I think it has the Empire Syndrome. Yeah. I, even though I haven't seen War, I already know. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna end uh-huh. up going. And saying Dawn is the best. Yeah, it, it really is. And I'm, I mean, I don't know. It's almost like the Empire Syndrome. But like, I know the thing about and I mean, we can kind of talk about War and Dawn here at the same time. But um, just, uh, you know, with War, it's really weird because it's not like a big climactic movie where it's like you can say whatever you want about Return to the Jedi and, you know, whatever Ewoks and it's no Empire Strikes yeah. Back and it's not. Um, but at least that movie's climactic as hell, right? You know, it's got all these different huge climactic things happening. It's got the Battle of Endor. It's got the 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 speeder scene. You know, it's got you know the uh, the you know the, obviously the big showdown between Luke and Darth Vader with the Emperor. There, you got all that stuff. And um, this one, it feels like weirdly like an epilogue to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes as opposed to, like, this grand finale. And I don't know if that's a, 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 you know, because Dawn, I don't know if it's a matter of it's just, like, shot its load early in terms of the the, uh, the big, uh, you know, kind of, like, explosive thing. But I think that anything that happens in War of the Planet of the Apes does not compare to the struggle between Caesar and Koba. Well, does it have the feel that they kind of filmed it as a close-off to a trilogy? No, it no? doesn't. It feels like there should be another one or two movies now. Really? Um, yeah, it does not feel at all. Maybe, you know, in terms of a certain arc for Caesar, maybe. Um, but, I mean, I just, it's it's interesting because, you know, this isn't spoilery, but, but there are parts in, in um, War for the Planet of the Apes where 
uh, where Caesar, he, he just like sees Koba and he's kind of like haunted by Koba and mm-hmm. Koba is saying things to him with, and Koba almost takes the place of his conscience. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and, and that's in this, weird. Yeah. And, and, and in this really interesting and a really beautiful kind of stirring moments and it's cool to see Koba again. But um, it, it's, you know, in this weird way, I almost felt like this entire film is haunted by the ghost of Koba. This entire film was haunted by how great that dynamic between Koba and Caesar was. Oh, my God. I love Koba in Dawn so much. <laughs> oh, God. Like the part so where he, they're sneaking into yeah, their base I know, to get yeah. favorite. And he starts playing like, uh, you oh, know, like, like a circus chip yeah. almost. Kinda, yeah. 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 Toby Kebbell, man, he nailed that role. He did. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's so weird. He's actually he he also did the motion capture for Kong. Um yeah, and yeah. he oh, also wow. did but, uh he was also in in uh, Warcraft as well as yeah. the main um, you know, uh, orc. He's great at mocap characters, but I swear to god, I, I he has his face in his actual movie roles <laughs> that makes me want to punch him. Um, he's in like yeah. he's in Black Mirror. I love his Black he's Mirror. He's great in though. that episode, but God, he just has that like God. I just want to punch. No, you. but I think that's kind of the point yeah. of that role to be. But fair. he can't play a sympathetic yeah. character. Like um, I don't know if he. Did you guys? Any of you guys ever end up seeing a monster calls? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. You uh-huh. know, and he's the father. Yeah, he's and not. He's. I, but I don't think he's sympathetic in that. No, no, either. no. But like, it, it just. I on face value, I can't. Right, you're supposed face to think, Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably an asshole. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that to be fair, like they keep casting him in roles like that because they know he's got one of those punchable. Yeah, kind of I was face. just thinking of Rise. It's like, dude, Malfoy, are you ever gonna get a role when right. they want you fucking dead? Like, yeah. immediately. Well, the best was when he was in um, Get Him to the Greek. Oh right, and Jonah Hill's just like, "Why don't you bring Snape over? We'll hang out." And he's just like, <laughs> uh, like what? Oh man! So um, the one thing about Dawn, um, I liked the the direction was good, the cinematography was awesome, acting was good. Uh, of course, Gary Oldman always nails it. Oh, he's so good in yeah, that. Movie. Which yeah, which War, totally War from is. Planet of the Apes does not have Koba or Gary Oldman. Exactly. You know? exactly. So there's one one complaint I have, and it's it's an obvious thing, and <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm looking too far into it. Um, I think that after they raided the armory, they would have blown their load on those machine guns in under a minute, and they don't know how to reload a clip. Yeah. That was my only complaint. I'm like, this fight scene's going on really long, and did they get the guns from Herschel from The Walking Dead? I mean... <laughs> They they don't right. run out of bullets. No, that is a good point. Like I I, mean, I, I could think, see a yeah. bunch of uh, a bunch of them storming you and da, 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 and you're taking cover and then they all run out of ammo and they're looking at the gun stupidly like right. oh crap my gun's broke and now okay now we can attack and them. that could have been and solved with just one shot of one him of the watching apes. a guy Koba watching a guy right. load a clip. Right, right. Five yeah, seconds yeah. and done. I or, think we're supposed to assume he did. He probably yeah, did, right? Because he spent so much time yeah. in that armory, kind of watching him. Sure, sure. So we'll fill that. I'll let that go. We'll fill that. Yeah, in, yeah, so. totally. But um, but I did yeah. like how he duped the humans because they thought they were so much smarter mm-hmm. than the monkey, and then he actually did it to him Apes. twice. Yeah, the he Apes. did it the first time <laughs> to get away. Actually, do they actually student. talk in war? Oh, straight up talk. Yeah, like they're. Like we're talking, yeah, conversations, yeah. Oh wow! I mean, they do in Dawn too, really. I mean, not not really. slower. They they're they slower. really toned it down on purpose in Dawn, mm-hmm. but I heard in War they had a whole McDonald's conversation. There's sequence. still a, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> they all got really high first, um, but no, it's uh, 
in in war, I mean, what I like about in war, they they still use the sign language, um, oh, but they cool. they use it strategically, you know. Oh. So like they they actually use sign language when they don't need to speak, or but if they're holding things, they will speak, and so it's really totally makes sense because obviously if you're holding a gun, um, which they are for quite a lot of that film, you can't really do sign language yeah. as easily, right? So they actually use it, or if they're trying to be quiet, they use the sign language. Um, so yeah, that's a really interesting thing, but. Again, I look. I think "Word for the Planet of the Apes" is a. It's a very, very, very good movie. Um, it's absolutely uh, just. It's. It's just not on the level of the last one. I mean, I, I just like that. In and I kind of I talk about this in my review, but um, there was such an elevation from. I, I really liked "Rise of the Planet of the Apes." That's a really, really good movie. But there was such a changing of the guard between Rise and Dawn. Um, you had a new director, obviously, coming in in Matt Reeves. You have Michael Giacchino doing the music now. You have a new cinematographer who, as I brought up, is just a, you know incredible cinematographer who did the you know, Midnight Express and Angel Heart. And actually, most of Alan Parker's movies, like Fame, which is an incredible-looking movie, um, and Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban, which is an incredible-looking movie. Right, So you have this new cinematographer, and you just have this kind of changing the guard it feels feels very very different from rise of the planet of the apes um and so it felt like such just this incredible elevation this wow i really like the first movie but this movie is amazing and this movie it kind of feels like more of the same because it's the same michael giacchino score it's the same cinematographer it's the same director matt reeves and it's very good but this really does feel like a, a side chapter of dawn you know in this weird way well Not, yeah it's kind of like well but the thing with the the first film is they didn't blow their load because it's 90 percent human yeah and a 10 percent absolutely ending, yeah. ending right whereas this film it's like okay well we've obviously progressed years into the future yeah this is logically what would happen as you saw at the end i mean it all ties together well yeah but that's the thing about the original plan of the apes film and series was yeah. it was from the very beginning correct was yep. a, it was going to be ape heavy and and probably because Back in that, you know, in the late 60s, people wanted to see, you know, I mean, that's the um, the cheapness. I mean, some people did it effectively, but the cheapness of most um, sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films of the 60s was they never really delivered the goods. Yeah. Planet of the Apes is one of the only films that ever did. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to take that Those to the masks next level. Those still, still oh, totally yeah. Oh, totally. It's, oh, it's yeah, absolutely. But it's that, that next level is... What people really wanted to see was more of the physicality, yeah. and that's the thing because apes are like unbelievable. I mean, the natural world and habitat—it's it—they're incredible. Yeah, and so it's like people, you know, there's nothing you could do 50 years ago that you can do now, like in terms of those, um, you know, both practically and CGI. And so. I do want to say on the CGI on that, like, um, I mean, absolutely mind blowing. Dawn looked incredible. Um, the CGI yeah, and that yeah. was so good, and this really does raise it to the next level. There's like these these long, languishing close up shots of the apes' faces, and they're so close up, and they're so high definition, and you're sitting there just your eye is just searching the whole frame, looking for the seam. You know, you're looking for the part where the fur just isn't moving quite right, and you're like, ah, eh, that's mm. CG. You can't find it. I mean, it's just so mind-bogglingly good. And that really is, it's almost like a, another actor. And you have to kind of give credit in that. It's like, yeah, so many people 
give um, you know Andy Serkis, who is rightfully given a lot of attention for how great he is a Caesar, um, but also the special effects people. And that's one thing because I did go see it um, with the live stream Q and A, um, and uh, Andy Serkis is the first to admit that. Like he, you know, he in fact they brought out the special effects uh, person, you know, on the Q and A, and he was like, "Look, he's half the performance." You know, so if you're telling me I need to get an Oscar, so does he. You know, well, they even important. said that in the in the special features for Don. Uh-huh. They were saying he kind of spoiled them because he was so good that it got to the point where they were going over a part in the script where it might have looked ridiculous on paper. Right. And then they actually just went, you know what? Andy's going to nail it. Just yeah. let him do it. Yeah. You know, because he was that good at the role. Yeah, definitely. So that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah, totally. But yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes is really, really interesting. It's uh, it's it's like it's basic. It's a very Exodus story. When's the release? Um, is it's it... uh, it's out now. Is yeah. it out yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. It came out Wednesday. It, oh, well then. Um, and, which apparently and that's, and that's movies the come out on Wednesday now. I yeah, well, yeah, well, that's yeah, weird. Here's the whole trick of that: uh-huh. when a movie comes out Wednesday, it really comes out Tuesday. Oh yeah. So it lets you have a whole extra week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. make yeah, money. And they, it's, it was when it started creeping with the Thursday preview nights right. back in the day, and then it was like we're gonna have an IMAX night, or this is our IMAX showing. Yeah, and, and it is. It's like Victor said; they're all trying to figure out money. But I was just, uh, to uh, wanted you to finish what you're saying. But the thing about that, that was my biggest thing with Dawn was that the ending of it felt like it should have been the ending of the film. You're, you're going like, right. well, that's this is where it should end, and yes. then to me. You know, you talk about like, oh, well, we could do more films. I'm like, I just thought they were going to repeat the blueprint and go back to a TV series. Well, I thought that after Mm -hmm. this one, if you're going to make another film, it's going to really have to be the bridge between, you know, how we get to where we end Dawn at and how humans are eventually enslaved, right? And again, this film does not deliver that. So just, you know, it's a very, very good film. I mean, it's currently sitting, I think, a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, wow. which is even higher than Dawn. Um, do not get the impression that this is not a tremendous film because it really so it's, is. You're saying it's basically like a Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises scenario. Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's 100% a very, very good. But, that's a but, good comparison. But I think yeah. it's, it's better than Dark Knight Rises, yeah. honestly. I mean, I, I, I think that's a very good uh, analogy, but it's definitely higher quality than yeah. that, honestly. Um, and I just really quickly want to call out um, Steve Zahn as uh, a character named Bad Ape, and he's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super, nice. super good. Uh, anything else you've been watching I also, there, uh, I went to the Dollar Theater Tuesday night and watched uh, Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah? Okay. I have not seen it yet, so... So give us your thoughts, buddy. Um, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. All right. Um, I saw it as a good companion piece to Prometheus. Right. Um, I think they still have a ways to go as far as linking it to the rest of the Alien series. Um, but I found it enjoyable other than the, what, I don't just say WTF moments I was having through the film because it was laced with bad decisions. <laughs> laced with bad it's decisions. It's almost like a defining factor. Yeah, of those Ridley movies, Scott. Right? What's the dumbest way we can get here? Right? What's the stupidest thing these people <laughs> could do? scientists. What's I'm the sure dumbest? It's, it's like they just picked... All of the people on that ship were contest winners. They weren't scientists. Right. Because you would know... We're on an alien world. Let's just walk out there and breathe anything that's uh, floating so around. So you just saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Alien Covenant <laughs> on this, this week, right? Yes. All right. So do you think James Franco is... Which movie do you think James Franco is in more? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was in Dawn more. He wasn't in it at all. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. 
Uh, it was funny when you were talking no, about actually, Rise. Probably like, isn't he in like a couple of flashbacks that Caesar's remembering yeah. or something? And Don. Oh, Moore. you're like, right. He, he was in yeah. Don Moore. Yeah. Oh my Don God. More than he, he was in Don more than you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh I my God. So hard in Alien Covenant because that first one where it's the video of the um, rock climbing. I'm like, now let's not get stuck here. Yeah. Like, like, did you That's intentionally do that, or was did, that? Did, did you be, bring your knife? This was time? it supposed to be foreshadowing? Like, I was oh, like, this funny. is just stupid. Oh God! And that girl from um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them being mm-hmm. the main lead in Alien Covenant, I did not like her at all. No. I like her. I like Catherine Watterson a lot. That was the thing. I, half the know. that was the thing. Half the. the there was no, uh, I don't think there was one single character in that whole movie that I was rooting for. Not even Danny McBride? No, Danny McBride pissed me off. because oh, I felt bad for that dude. <laughs> I didn't because I, and my wife's listening to this, I gotta tell you. <laughs> if she was, okay, I'm in command of a ship with 2,000 people sleeping in the back of it. I don't even know there's anything wrong. That's I just point. haven't That's heard from point. my wife in seven hours because there's a storm hindering communication and everybody on the ship's going yeah. let's let the storm pass he's my wife's down there you're right he was let's bad endanger at his job. the entire yeah. ship yeah you're right he was bad at his job hey, yeah, it was horrible. he shouldn't have, he should not I, you know when i was watching it i was totally thinking the same thing i was like look i'm sorry like you know you got a cute wife and everything and that's like awesome and i'm sure you love her a lot but let's be honest but like, there was dude, no sign at the... that point i mean yeah. there was shit going on but he had no way dude, of knowing I'm sorry, that bro, but... even if you know she's alive down there you don't don't risk all those but people's thing, lives. But the exactly. thing is, is, is that at the point where he goes into the like to avoid the electrical storm and he goes down. Right. At that point, come on, like we all have whatever this is this year. Like we all have life monitors. Yeah. You know it goes off. Like yeah. the monitor died. Right. Like, come on, man. There, there's even the most primitive variety. Yeah. You there's know so much is. stuff in this movie that's like super telegraphed. Like you know, as soon as um. David cuts his hair. What's going to happen? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. the whole time at the end, I'm like, it's the wrong android. It's the wrong android. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That is not. Well, you know what I mean? My, my bigger, he cut I his just, own hand off. <laughs> yeah, I just really wonder what the like the original cut of this was because I totally feel like this was a different. Movie I got. I remember because I remember you saying that. So I went into the movie with that thought in my head, and you can. If you you should probably watch it again because you it's totally obvious that things were kind of stitched together and kind of thrown. yeah like I think you can the tell. ending where they've got like the mega power loader versus the xenomorph <laughs> yeah. yes like, felt a little tacked on yeah, yeah so sure. uh, yeah but I did uh, overall I enjoyed it um, I you know I'll get it when it comes out on Blu-ray to go with. To more to go with Prometheus than to be part of my Aliens it's collection. True. Like I can't not get yeah. it at this point because I think those two movies would just do well as a package with yeah. each other. I'm just, so I, I, I'm just laughing because you know. I'm thinking of like Studios Coin. Yeah. 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 So gotcha. You, not, you do, don't have right. it. You're going right. to do a shout out right now because I found this on Instagram the other day and I might actually go for this. There is a company called Manta Labs in Hong Kong. No, their, their Instagram handles Manta Labs HK. Okay. And they do Steelbook editions. And they they have a steelbook exclusive for Alien Covenant. That's that really cool poster. Oh, really? With, with all, with the, all like, the, the aliens statues on it. Yeah. and everything. Yeah. And they nice. also they're doing one for Logan that I'm really tempted to pull the trigger on too. Where it comes in a box. It's the IMAX poster, and then the uh, the cover is the black and white 
uh, Alamo poster. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, I would say uh, you couldn't see audience, but uh, like uh, Victor had his oh, yeah, fist the, out in the, the claws. Yeah, sorry, that's I'm pretty visual. good. No, so what like Victor's that, doing like here is he's recreating Wolverine's Berserker <laughs> attack. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the second time I've used that joke, and it doesn't get old. <laughs> it never gets old. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, I saw that, and uh, other than Spider Man, I think that's it. All right, but oh, we're not there yet, so I will. Uh, yeah. Leave that alone. Kirby. Oh, Kirby. Oh, uh, let me take a look here. Actually, I, I did catch some stuff. I always mean, especially when I'm watching like Netflix or Hulu or Voodoo to like write it down because then it just stays in your queue and you like forget about it. Um, the one I can say, um, I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm never going to work through my watch pile or anything ever, but um, I am trying to watch stuff as soon as I get it or within like a month or so. Um, so I picked up some ones from um, Severin's uh, sale um, nice. a while back, and uh, pick- oh no, this one I actually picked up a Mad Monster Arizona was um, Kathy's Curse, okay, which is a, oh, right. a yeah. Canuck exploitation, exploitation, <laughs> yeah, it. classic because nice, of um, it's like old school, like what? When yeah, was this? seventy, I think it's seventy five or seventy six. So okay, I'm I'm uneducated on this. Is Canuck exploitation a thing? Well, basically in the seventies. Uh, can in eighties Canada was a huge tax shelter okay. for like, uh, and mainly horror films were made. I mean, Canada has a a huge and extremely impressive homegrown horror scene. Obviously, like Cronenberg, a lot of these folks that came out in a lot of great movies, um, and actors and etc. But one of the things that they did was that you it was just the way. Um, it's funny you mentioned Walking Dead is like, um, Atlanta, like Georgia has become like. The ultimate tax credit, yeah. Of uh, like I've known so many, so many movies of, end I with feel that. Like Baby Driver is the only movie that's ever really utilized that. Oh yeah, of course. Well. It's just it's the tax yeah. break they get. Yeah. Um, Why don't true. we do that here? Like, what the heck? Well, we did do that here for a few years, and then we decided not to do it anymore. And that's why New Mexico gets all the movies. <sighs> yeah, so and stupid, then New man. Mexico obviously once Breaking Bad, people yeah. were like, "Wow, yeah. this and is look a at great how much at how much like tourism that." Do brought. you know which one really impressed me in New Mexico was uh, Fuqua's The Magnificent Seven? Oh yeah. Oh my God! I'm like, is this really New Mexico? And mm-hmm. it is. It is awesome. gorgeous. Well, um, I think the worst the, the worst example of that was uh, the movie Sicario, oh, yeah. which is mainly set in Arizona, but they shot the entire thing in New Mexico. Right. So at the beginning, where they're telling you the police are doing a raid in Chandler, yeah, and it looks more like Peoria, like rural Peoria. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It doesn't look like Chandler. But um, yeah, so I mean, like a lot of people. I mean, obviously, like the big um, before Halloween. I mean, most people. I mean, we even did this in a panel Comic Con years ago. Is you know, where's the slasher movie come from? Right. And I mean, arguably, it's Peeping Tom, uh, an English film called Peeping Tom. But also, I mean, most people acknowledge Black Christmas, which yeah. is Bob Clark, the guy who did Porky's in A Christmas Story. He actually got a start um, doing low-budget stuff like Children Shouldn't Play Dead Things and then Black Christmas. And um, so, I mean, people are just making these films and making money. And um, Kathy's Curse is kind of like a... Um, like a mix between like a really low budget Victorian style or gothic kind of horror movie, but it's like cheesy kind of shock too. Like they're I, this must have, it had to have come after. I'll have to look up the day. It had to have come after Carrie because it has that weird kind of telekinesis style effects. But 
It was awful. I mean, I I, <laughs> I blind buy all the time. Right. Well, and I try to justify it with like supplements and stuff like that. <laughs> or I don't know. But it, I mean, it was fun. I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's so 70s and so trashy, but it's it's just it's part part of being a scholar, man. That it is. Yeah, I that think is. the reason this movie like uh took off in popularity was uh uh, there's there was a site called Horror Movie a Day that was drawn by uh, Brian Collins, I think, who now writes for Birth Movies Death, and uh, he one of the trick basically the the whole thing in the site is like he would watch a horror movie every single day and review it, and I think about like 200 days in it got like a huge following. Wow! And uh, one of the ways he was making his way to find 365, you know, because he kept going for years, you know. Was uh, he would buy these like twenty or forty packs of public oh, yeah. domain horror films, and Kathy's curse it was. was one of them, <laughs> and he just went to town on it, kind of like Josh's Transformers review, <laughs> and it got like this weird following, and the rights holders reclaimed it, so Severin was able to put out a oh, wow. yeah. of it. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's one of those ones. I mean they're they're definitely you know they put a lot. Of good, I haven't had a chance to watch the supplements, but I mean you know Severin puts a lot of love and work into their. Um, Does anyone know what the word Severin means? By the way, it's a reference to a because uh, I think a, of the it, Velvet uh, Underground. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. gotcha. when you watch uh, any of their Severin movies or it's logo, like Severin, it has, Severin. Yeah, yeah it has exactly. like a rip off. You know, okay, so yeah, well, because I was yeah, like, yeah. I recognize that from a Velvet Underground. I wonder what that means, but now yeah. maybe yeah. now I have to ask the Velvet I Underground. I thought it was because of Dan Severin. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, enjoyable, I mean, for what it was. so. Um, and then uh, it also came with a um, Kathy mask. Uh, oh, nice. So that was cool. And um, a Kathy light-up pin. That I got a a warning label with because apparently it really has caused a seizure with somebody. So (laughs) um, yeah, they're still selling it though. So more power to you guys. Um, And then um, yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of watching supplements, I actually recently was very concerned. I lost this and I was cleaning out my car and in the very back of my trunk, like slid down almost where the uh, spare was. Um, I must have thrown some packages in there from two years ago. Was my Shout Factory copy of Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Like oh, it was boy. meant. Like it was trying to <laughs> that escape. Movie's, that movie's incredible. Well, I I can so never. I, I can't stand to watch the movie oh, ever so again. Bad. But um, as huge of a GPK fan as I am, a I have it on DVD. I have it yeah, on so DVD. Okay, okay, hold I, on. Raise their hands if they went to go see it opening uh, weekend in the theaters. No. It was oh, gone by the time. Only one with my hand up right now. It was gone by the time. Oh, no. So, my parents would not take me to see get that. Get this. That movie was only in theaters for, I think it was two weeks? Six weeks, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, hardly in theaters at all. I went to go, because, I mean, I was, like, a GPK super fan. Yeah. Um, I went to go see it opening day, and they had these oversized um, garbage bill yeah. kids cards. And, like, if I only still had that. Yeah, thing, they're yeah. worth a lot. These um, days. But, yeah. So, I mean, I opening day in the theaters at, as uh, you brought up, Jasper, before, at the, the Man's Chris Town. Nice. Um, that's why I went to go see that thing, man. Um, so, GPK. No, no, it's okay. That's awesome, dude. No, that's, good. that's an awesome movie. This is off topic, but I met He-Man at that theater because I went and saw the He-Man She-Ra movie. 
and they had live action. Oh, the secret of the soul. Yeah, and they had Such live action movie. He-Man and She-Ra there when we went. It was pretty awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, so I want to hear more about your GPK experience. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, like I said, I've had the DVD, like, uh, I mean, I saw it as a kid. I remember finding the video store because um, I never even knew it came out. Like, I, I mean, I don't really remember a whole lot of radio or TV spots. For I don't it. think it got a lot. Well, it didn't. I mean, there's a whole. That's part of the great part of the supplemental. That's one of those that movies that had a very large video store presence. Oh yeah, what yeah. much more so than it's really like. I was like movies. I remember very clearly being marketed strongly at video stores. Were like House. Yeah, um, house garbage pale kids in Transylvania six five thousand. Transylvania yeah. six five thousand. That was that was one that was all over the place, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. I mean, of those three movies, House is a good one. But Ed uh, Beagley Jr. I was just gonna say, man. Gina Davis's cleavage yeah, yes. killed me. Like, That's honestly the part the part I remember the most about that movie because yeah. it must have made an impression on my like eight year old self or oh, whatever. It did for me, uh, <laughs> absolutely. A big impression. Then the part where he's crawling out of the swamp and all the hands are grabbing him and the one just grabs his crotch. <laughs> so funny. But it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like. But as a kid, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Just like Saturday the Fourteenth, like uh-huh. I yep. thought they were so funny. But right. for me, I just remember the first time I saw it was on TV. And I thought she was naked. Yeah. It was so much. Like, so I, close. It was like before my uh, like neighbors had Skinamax or something <laughs> like. It was it was crazy. But, but then the, you watch the Exorcist TV series and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, because <laughs> she looks bad. Oh, does yeah, she? I haven't time seen is her in a while. It was funny. Time. I remember in the '90s there were like uh, there was the new Outer Limits, and then there was like the Poltergeist Legacy, the Poltergeist. Yeah, TV yeah. Show. Oh man! And I used to watch them. I think on Fox or one yep. of those one of those things because I didn't have Showtime. And apparently, like the ones on Showtime were like Skinamax. Really? Seriously? Because, yeah. If you even watch them on Hulu, they're like the unrated versions. So I was watching one episode where there's like is this Poltergeist the Legacy you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Wow, I had you no idea. You watch it on Hulu. They're like totally uncensored. So like I remember the, this where like this succubus turned itself into like the cop's wife, and you know it was all like cut like oh okay, and like they're full on like you know you know simulating sex like with her fully naked. I'm wow, like, I didn't. That's did insane. Not fucking remember this wow. at all. That and the insane. Outer Limits is like the same way. I was like, whoa. What we should the? do like a wow, whole that's crazy. episode about like all those shows like. The 80s Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side, Monsters, yeah. like all those. Ones. I know. I bought like the uh, complete Friday the 13th. The yeah, series that on one. DVD. Yeah, I, I have that too. The first that. two seasons were great when they replaced him in the third or he left. That's when it went downhill. But the um, that was a great show. I mean, a lot of shows were great. I mean, not everything, but that's the quality of anthology shows. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Totally. That was such a weird one too because like, I remember watching that as a kid and I remember there was the one girl who was named roby roby that's her. yeah and yeah. i was like who is this is she somebody famous like vanity i should know like <laughs> i think she tried to be yeah that's what happened and then it's like you know i got old you get older and it's like no she just went by one name the like, best thing about that show the absolute best thing about it every and every time i watch it i get giddy is the special effects yeah because they're so 90s horrible. I will also say... <laughs> or I, late I, 80s horrible. I don't know if I brought up on a podcast or one of our live streams or one of our like Comic-Con panels or something, but speaking of Canucksploitation and David Cronenberg, he directed one of the very best episodes ever, 
was um called faith healer of what uh friday the 13th the series really? it's in the uh but it's called faith healer is the episode That's awesome. and it is intense for a um it's an incredible one definitely worth checking Do you remember out. what season that was i want to say it's in the second the show i really like that i feel like doesn't really get a lot of love and has a lot of the same people is um War of the Worlds the TV show? Oh, Adrian Paul. The place where that show goes <laughs> is so weird. Yeah, man. I was... love it. Like it just starts as like kind of like a traditional alien invasion thing, and it just goes so dark. Yeah, dude. it just becomes this weird post-apocalyptic yeah. show in the second season. Yeah, yeah. where like and they they they're like they get tired of the original yeah. aliens, so they introduce these like militaristic fascist yeah. ones that yeah. like. You know, that was one of my yeah. mom's favorite shows. Yeah, we're, we're covering the whole gamut of my Saturday nights yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, when well, I was, I was trying well, to now we still have to talk about Freddy's uh, Nightmares. Oh, yeah, dude, nightmare. that first episode, the the origin of Freddy, so dang good. Yeah. Toby Hooper directed. Yeah, really, I didn't great. know that. Yeah, he did. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. there was a trial um, of Fred Krueger. Yeah. yeah, there yes. was a. Um, it was included on the Blu-ray set, and then also of the complete Nightmare on Elm Street, and then it was also. But I originally got it on one of the um, uh, ones from the UK had it, like, just a few episodes. And then, of course, I've got, like, my classic Comic-Con bootleg uh, right. 20 burned discs, yeah, all together <laughs> in one spindle. But right. <laughs> uh, it works. Um, but same with War of the Worlds. has never gotten a formal release. That no, I'm no War of the Worlds did come out on DVD. A what? Years, did it? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Now I kind of want to go check it out. Because my buddy was always such a huge, um, just obsessed with it. But it was funny, he showed me the first season, I was like, it's kind of generic, and then I learned down the line that the second season yeah. got... Where they're like, the, the aliens are like in those weird like suits, Yeah, you know, like, um, that's all I remember, is like the, the like the hand in the suit, you like... Yeah. Well, and they hand. would take people over by sticking two fingers in their eyes and one in their mouth. And yeah, and then they would like, it was like them. a Puppet Masters kind of scenario. Yeah. Man, there's some dark episodes in uh-huh. there, I remember there was one where like, it takes over a pregnant lady. Right. And yes, it, I remember that. Yeah, and it's like still, you know, it's having problems. That was early Fox, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Which, by the way, I just uh, posted about on Instagram, but uh, it was the 30th anniversary a couple days ago of Werewolf. I don't know if anybody oh, remembers yes, that. Yes, with Chuck that Connors. Chuck, right. The yeah. rifle man himself. But um, God, dude, I love I that show. Yeah, it was. Um, man, now I'm going down like this memory lane right, of all We'll these, get like, this Werewolf. Those Man. werewolf effects were better Incredible. in 1986 or 87 than most of the werewolf movies that are being released now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, Incredible. The, the, the pilot episode is so intense, yes. the transformation. But um, I have another bootleg set of it. By, um, Shout Factory, about eight years ago, was going to release it. It had it has the most bitchin' box art. And they, like, um, what happened was is that there were it was um god like two eighties bands are in the soundtrack and because they can't remove because all they they have the masters but they mm-hmm. can't the audio and everything is mixed together. Um, Man, music rights ruined freaking and, and, everything. And it ruined yeah. and it literally like everything. Is, it is that stupid Tim Buck the, the future's so bright I gotta wear shades and there's one other song 
and they can't remove them, and they won't pay. So that they can't, sucks. It, it will never probably ever get released. Well, the one that gets me is the Return of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's just like a damn song that plays on the radio. Right. Yeah. So it's like most versions just edit it out. Yeah, even, yeah, for sure. Even Screen Factories yeah. has it. But I was it's because um, of the uh, legalities. I, I was listening to this uh, interview with um, oh man, I'm trying to remember his name right now. You guys might remember with the guy who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Jeremy uh, Saulnier, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was listening to an interview with him, and he before uh, Blue Ruin, he made an entire film. It's like a two-hour-long film, um, and it was his first film, and um, it's got all these licensed songs in it. And so he can't. And and he said, like, look, I could remove these songs and replace them with other ones, but like I planned the movie around this music um and i just wouldn't feel right putting other songs in there it would feel like it wasn't what it was meant to be so he's like yeah i have an entire two hour long film that i made on a low budget that i think is fantastic that i just will never be able to show anybody um and he's like so if i have one piece of advice for you as like a small filmmaker who's trying to make movies like just don't don't put yeah. these licensed songs in there and say well i'll figure it out later because like it's a nightmare i remember victor and i, I was just the thinking press about the warm bodies yeah for warm bodies yeah jonathan levine was there who had uh, directed um all the boys love, love mandy, mandy lane. lane and like you know i'd mentioned to him that like you know how much we like the music and all the boys love mandy lane and i was asking because uh warm bodies had a lot of licensed songs you could tell this was like one of the w- rare occasions where like he got a question that he was like <laughs> so happy right? to answer because he he went to town on that question. That's he was awesome. talking yeah. about it for like over ten minutes. Nice. And he like was telling us all about music rights. And there's a part in that movie where she's he's they're teaching the zombie to drive. And he said originally they had done a version where it had a this uh the you know the Kanye song that has um um Aziz and Sari in it and then there's like scraping the ground. Oh yeah, with Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But originally he had that song in there and he had talked to Jay Z about like you know, they showed him the scene in context. Right. And like like you know, Jay Z was like, Oh yeah, I really like how it works here and he kinda negotiated like, well we can give it to you for this much and then like uh mm-hmm. they talked to Kanye West and Kanye West because he had the other half He's like, uh, I want like a million dollars or right. $500,000 per minute that you use the song. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, well, clearly that's why we can't use it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's like the whole budget right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah he man. basically actually ended up did saying how much he spent, like how yeah. much they blew on just licensing. And it's right. like, I mean, uh, there was a movie, oh, where, what was it a while back that I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe. How many songs? Um, or maybe it was a show. I'm trying to remember. Was it? Was it in Glow? Um, Glow some, has tons. Glow, of Glow has a tons, songs. but there, it's one of those ones where you're just going, "Man, how much money did you spend?" Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, because like I said, I know certain ones. You know, depending on what they get out of the deal and yeah. things like that, what their sharing is, profit sharing, then they might be more open to it. But um. It does. It definitely makes people like Edgar Wright look really smart when you have a soundtrack like Baby Driver, uh-huh. you know, because like, and I mean, I don't know, like maybe <laughs> some of those songs like are expensive, but it seems like by using the types of songs he uses by the level of artists that he uses or like old school stuff that he's like putting himself in a position to not pay a ton. It's like the Tarantino school yeah. of doing things where yeah. he was bringing people out and that's, 
I think they really did appreciate it. Well, yeah, like a, or like um, if you watch uh, the Joseph Kahn movie Detention, it has tons of heavy hitter '90s songs right. like Britney and the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And the reason he was able to use all of them, he said, uh, I was a scene or read an interview with him, is because he had directed all their music videos ha! coming up. So they're yeah, like, oh, yeah, cool. you can use it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, nice. that's rad. Nice, man. That's oh, awesome. man, that's crazy to think. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I guess, yeah, it depends on, I mean, the worst one would be like having to negotiate with John Fogarty. Or, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> what was the other one that's so bad? Why? Anything to have to do with the Beatles estate, oh, I would never yeah. want to have to deal with personally. Yeah, no way. But, yeah. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the Garbage We're watching Pail about Kids. TV <laughs> shows. <laughs> I just want to say one thing before it slips <laughs> my brain. Um, so, you know, there's the big Twin Peaks revival that's happening right now. Uh, yep. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, um, last year... I had gone a reissue of the Twin Peaks complete series that had the missing pieces and Firewalk with me. Uh-huh. And that was pretty much the only way you could get it. And I got it, I think it was like Black Friday, and it was like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was really 30, 40 bucks. And I was really happy because like regular <laughs> it had been going for like, you know, 70 MSRP or whatever. So today, yesterday was Prime Day on Amazon Prime and uh, we were looking for deals and I think Kirby got the deal of the day getting the knock yeah, he did. did you did you yeah. pull the trigger on that? Oh, oh hell I'm yeah. so sad I was asleep when you texted me. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, mean, I wanted you guys to I know I saw it in real time but I'm I was so like, sad I, I was broke I when you texted me. No cuz <laughs> like it's funny cuz I had like the perfect spot for it in my house. Really? It's just like uh Well yeah. it's just one of those ones like some of the ones it's the same thing I know Josh and I talked about it's like the video game collectors editions it's yeah. like there's so much stuff the collector's editions because you know there's taking up so much warehouse space that like amazon is just itching in there like third parties yeah. to get and rid stuff of like it. that you can often say a lot of times you can get it for super cheap after yeah. but then sometimes times it's impossible it's like yeah. 700 well, no and i mine. i got like uh the halloween 15 disc yeah one. you did for i i got that for like i think it was you know $35 or something and now you can't find it. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with the Friday the 13th that has all 12 movies. The 10. Yeah. So I got that Twin Peaks set and you know when I was going through Prime Day they were like oh deals you missed whatever and I was looking for uh, trying to find something where that came up and it came up by the way and that Twin Peaks set of the complete series of Firewalk with me now retails for $197. Wow. I'm just like, insane. Yeah, it just tells me the scarcity of television shows. Like the other day, uh, when we when the Shout Factory sale was going on, I'd wanted to get the Do- Deathstalker Deathstalker two slash Blu-ray combo because I figured, oh, that'll be on there for a while. Oh, the thousand limited one. Yeah, and yeah. now that goes for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's bullshit. They did a lot. Of, they did these thousand DV or Blu-ray pressings for the limited, and they've just been going. But it's like that one especially, and but it's you know the the flipping business we've talked about a million times. But the it is crazy though when you think about media. This isn't like prints or toys where it's like a physicality. It blows me away what people will pay for. I mean, I think pan. I paid thirty bucks for the Manitou, uh, oh which God. when it was out of print, the Anchor Bay one, and I felt that was probably too much. But that movie is the most. You want to talk about being on drugs? <laughs> I mean, yes, that, I do. Somebody had to have been when they made that fucking movie because <laughs> it's insane. Um, and another one, of course, is the Garbage Pail Kids. But um, I just wanted to quick mention that I did watch the supplementals or a good chunk of them. 
and it really is really quality stuff, especially um, with the little people who were the um, not uh, Phil Fontecaro and stuff like that. Um, but it's the uh, he's actually I don't remember if he was on it, but the rest of the the folks are, and it's it's very interesting. Like I mean, this was made I mean for nothing. Uh, John Carl Beekler, the director of Friday Thirteen Part Seven, and um, was the effects guy for pretty much everything in the eighties. Seven that, is one of my favorites. Yeah, right? that that uh, what uh, everybody else that Rob Bottin and uh, Stan Winston, all those people, whatever they didn't do, John Carl Beekler, when it could be done on the cheap. Um, but great, um, great interviews, a lot of fun. Uh, I still can't watch the movie probably again <laughs> for a while. Um, but it was, um, it was interesting. And then the only thing I was going to mention here before we move on was the, um, I, I'll probably by the time it's posted, hopefully I'll have it posted as well, but I did go to the uh, press screen of Wish Upon. Okay. So, um, and I basically, I was sitting behind our, our friend Monty and it was just funny after the movie we talked about for a bit as we were giving our credentials and it was so it is 100. The first time I saw the trailer, I go, "Oh my god, it's Wishmaster versus or meets Final Destination," and it is. But really, what it is more than anything is it's almost a dark comedy. Oh yeah, it that, plays like some kind of weird. I mean, it's way funnier than I think anyone in the audience expected. Like it actually has some really funny jokes and scenes, yeah. but it plays more. I mean, you know, the classic monkey's paw, O. Henry kind of story. I mean, it's you know done a million times but the big part with me with this one was is that it ends up being more like um to me like a jawbreaker or the craft or like a mean girl teen witch yeah yeah way more um (laughs) way more dark than not dark i mean the deaths are not gory it's pg-13 but i was like man if this had had like gory deaths like even like a final destination level Mm -hmm. which it does have of course a lot of the final destination kind of gags um but the other movie it reminded me of, and it's not in its good, not so good ways for its qualities because we've talked about um, on one of the previous ones was Drag Me to Hell is the other thing it kind of reminds me of. The movie's but, still awesome, by the way. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> it does, I mean, it has a lot of the same spirit and um, attitude. It's be- some of its better qualities. So it's, um, it was definitely, um, I mean, I'll post my review, but like I said, if you're going, if anyone's going, especially if they don't like horror movies or like, like a lighter horror fare, like this is it. This is the movie because there's nothing scary or it's more like it's like the Final Destination thing. It's anxiety. It's yeah, nerves. Yeah. Uh, the trailer not... makes it look like one of those ABC Family slash Freeform. <laughs> yeah, movies. it's kind of a little bit like that, but it's just one of those things that make you just can't have expectation. But like I said, <laughs> it ended freeform. up. Oh, hey, that's what was the one they had? Like, uh... God, they had some some. They're like weird i know what you did last summer friday the 13th it was like murder lake or something oh, so God. shitty like that i really don't remember what it was called but i just remember it being like well they had to change it from abc family because they were getting so like like into like the teen mature yeah, rated exactly. stuff that they had to like go right. it's like it'd be like the hallmark christmas channel all of a sudden being like hey let's just uh show silent night deadly night right christmas yeah yeah it's not gonna happen so um yeah how about you joshua you uh watching? you know so i did see again word for the planet of the apes which we discussed and um and then uh i saw the uh, cure for wellness 
Oh, I went to the press yeah. room for that um, one. Yeah, so I just watched that movie, which I'll say, I mean, look, I got, you know, rented that movie at uh, Superstar Video, give a shout out to, and mm. uh, got it on Blu-ray. That movie's gorgeous looking. Like, those, like, you know, shots and, like, oh, yeah. the foot of the Swiss uh, Alps. Yeah. The end when they're all dancing while the building is yeah. burning outside. Like, I mean, definitely, that's the thing about Gore spoiler Verbinski. Alert. Um, hey, you know, out like, of context, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I don't know, in context, dude. I mean, good luck trying to follow that movie. Um, but it's, uh, you know, definitely Gore Verbinski is a fantastic visual filmmaker. I was mostly interested in this film because um, I'm a very big fan of the game, uh, video game Bioshock. And yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, he was going to be uh, making a Bioshock film for a long time, and that did not happen. Um, and when I watched the uh, the trailer for this, it gave me a very Bioshock vibe. Um, so I was very much interested in seeing it kind of on that level. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really sad that that Bioshock movie never freaking happened. There were dude. a couple scenes I remember where they, you know, you'd see like the closed doors when he's like uh-huh. skulking around. And I really thought, yeah, like a big daddy or a splicer yeah, was right. going to come. I will say, though, um, not too spoiler, but, man, that was the most um, dental nightmare since the marathon. Oh, and, my God. Oh, yeah. That's the most fucked I mean, up scene in that movie. Literally yeah. unfucking believable I, I remember <laughs> when I reviewed this on, <laughs> I, got I think, angry. on the show. I got angry yeah. at it. It's like, you know? I, this movie, it's like, the story's horrible. It's oh, like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Nonsense. People are stupid. And there's legitimately scary scenes in this movie, yeah. but not scary because of the context of the film. It's just like, just yeah, primal so, fear. So, I mean, the thing is, is yeah. about that movie, like it is absolutely nonsensical and kind of overlong and really just like, what is even happening in this movie? But I really had to respect it on a pure gut wrenching, you know, really pushing your buttons kind of a way. Um, and in a way, you know, it seemed very old school, very gothic, like kind oh, of, yeah. you know, the idea of just like the mad scientists and the, the horrible place where they do horrible things to you. But yes, I mean, there was the dental part you were talking about. There was the other part that has to do with a tooth getting taken out and then the root comes out. And that part, yeah. like I literally threw something like, I was like, I can't believe you <laughs> just made me watch that. I, and um, the part, with the mouth being pried open and some things being pumped into them and just like you know things like that like holy fucking shit i remember the press screening for this movie like literally when that scene was happening i was one of the people other people were just going ah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah exactly and they just know how they get you and it's like and the fact is is that you expect them to cut away and they don't um you know and so i i again like i've got to give the movie some serious props just for that kind of like uh you know that that uh that that you know theater of the macabre you know kind of uh you know whole view uh the grand guignol of it frankly um but uh but yeah i mean it's kind of a nonsensical movie it's just like what is even happening yeah but gorgeous looking i mean just the 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 horribleness and the creepiness like set against these beautiful swiss alps um i thought was just like really really interesting i do wish more people did the um the one thing i i really think is the most frightening, like genuinely frightening, is the loss of control, the yeah. loss of agency, and to be confined. Like, I, I truly find that frightening. Like, I think that that's probably like my one of my nightmare scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, truly scares me. And the, and I mean, you're sitting there like watching him. And he's like, yeah, yeah um, you can go right now. You can go. I'm like, Get the fuck 
Yeah, well, and, but that's one thing I felt that, that was interesting. That's what you should have the yeah, audience yeah, feeling yeah. like, man, well, go. I like that they set it up, though, because he could have left multiple times. But yeah, exactly. He needed to be there because he had to get this guy, guy. You know, and so that's kind of the whole thing about it, right? Is that is that like, you know, and so normally I'd be like, dude, get the hell out of there. What are you doing? Which you don't but, say many in films anymore. Yeah. You're just like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, just let yeah. it happen. But like he couldn't because the stakes were so high that he yeah. had to get that guy. It was a do or die situation. Yeah. I feel like that movie does have more a lot of big problematic issues. The issue of like female agency. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's that's it's, yes. you can't even jump in. That's like a whole. Thing oh yeah. No, yeah. No. And I, I didn't mean it in that part. Yeah. I just meant that I feel like what you were talking about, Josh, was like mm-hmm. the way old school films used to be more like that. Like yeah. The um, a lot of movies very Dracula. Like, yeah. In, you know. In, yeah. Or they take place in asylums. I mean, asylums right. were really scary places, especially love back then. Movies set in asylums. But I feel like everything I've been excited to see in an asylum the last few years has been terrible. Yeah. This American Horror Story. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. But but I I think that on that level. I think this is at least a little bit step up. I mean, at least there's quality in the filmmaking, and it's yeah. a very good oh, looking yeah. movie, and it's got some seriously good. It's an original movie, which yeah. I, there need to be more of, you right. know. And it's you know, not everything has to be an adaption of a yeah. Comic but book. I think a big part of that is that is the issue is, is that that's or it's an like emoji I, movie. <laughs> I can look back and. Um, say that um you know movies is like at least it, it, i would totally echo it that at least it's original at least it's something right. that's well done well shot and it you know what not every movie has to make sense i mean the whole of pretty much every italian horror film to right me, right you know it is about the visuals it's totally. about the, the score it's about all these elements but i liked um i really liked how it started off though with like that corporate america like i'm trapped there totally into the trap yeah like i just thought that was well yeah, done yeah exactly but, um, what did you it... think of the ending? I think I remember asking what you thought. It... I can't wait for you guys to see it till you see the ending of this movie. Well, I just don't. I mean, I, I, and I guess I don't really want to spoil it, but I, maybe, but like, I don't, I still don't know exactly what happened. Like, I get, like, I think I kind of get the idea of like, you know, extended lives and some people being like way older and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I also don't understand exactly how the eels had to do with it and exactly why there was like eels under the skin. Yeah. Um, and, and like I just don't I there's a lot of things that I was like, this doesn't really tie up. I actually just I really actually found it to be a companion piece in my in my view to get out. Where uh-huh. th- I mean about that minutiae, the specifics exactly uh, even yeah. though they explain it in both films. I meant about the closing shot. Oh, of the okay. Movie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, I the, on the bike? Yes. I oh, thought okay. that was bizarre and incredible, especially with the music and then like yeah. the shot of like the burning in the background and I thought it's like, Wow, this is just weird. It's you um, know? I, I just it. remember just being like, What? <laughs> yeah. What it's so weird but again i think that's just gore verbinski going for it man yeah like, but i thought that was great that yeah. was like highly original yeah. and, and again because speaking... you think about like the the you know the first three uh pirates movies those are really weird too you know um so uh so yeah yeah for sure um but uh also just speaking of dane dehan um so uh speaking of dane dehan <laughs> i uh i also saw um, dun, 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 Valerian, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I really think that movie should have just been called Valerian and Loreline. It almost feels like which is like, the name of the cartoon series, right? I don't know. I guess Valerian just like kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Yeah, um, you know, just but it does feel kind of like well, wait a minute, you know, like that that's kind of giving her short thrift. Yeah. You know? 
Um, but uh, but yeah, so Victor, you and I saw this movie um, yesterday, just yesterday. So we're hot off of it. Um, so yeah, like I will tell you, I had an um, and I don't know, probably an irresponsible amount of hope for this movie. Yeah, um, this is know? a movie that like looked really expensive, and yeah. I was like, God, it's probably gonna be terrible. I know it because like, I hate Lucy so much. Uh-huh. Can one of you guys give me a rundown on this? Because I don't know a lot about this movie. Uh, it's kind of like The Fifth Element. Yeah, but, like a spiritual it, yeah relation. But basically, it's about a couple of space agents. Like they work for the space government. Like, essentially, the same space. <laughs> this gov- is very Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially like the same kind of unnamed space government they have in the Fifth Element. Okay. Yeah. Um. Except now the president's not Tiny Zeus Lister. It's musician Herbie Hancock. <laughs> yeah, he is exactly. Um. And so you know, uh, Dane DeHaan, the same guy from. Uh, from uh cure for wellness yeah, yeah he's also the villain in chronicle he's the main <laughs> i was watching it with my buddy and my buddy was like hey wait a minute or no i'm sorry i was watching cure for wellness with my buddy and he's like is that chronicle <laughs> <laughs> dude i do the same thing you're watching a movie and it's like oh oh it's uh it, it, it's uh you know it's robocop yeah exactly yeah, yeah but it's even funny because it's, it's, is that chronicle <laughs> uh, but i mean he, he was I obviously really, making a joke all i can think of all that it's like that that's become so much with the uh it's like the clerks thing that you have that movie with that guy you know and that thing that was yeah. out last year like i'm like you do know there's google it's it's almost like um what do you call it bar fights you know we all right. did that back in the video store <laughs> that's days. what i mean oh yeah totally it. you know the one um but uh but so uh, you know i will say again like irresponsibly high like i should have if, if i mean this movie i was set up to just be crushed you know um oh yeah and it's so it's it's like a space thing you know like uh have you seen any previews for this movie at all, Jasper? No. That's okay. why I was asking. Like, do you like Fifth Element? No. Just okay. kidding. No, I love Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you like Fifth yeah. Element, you'll like this movie. Yeah, it's but very, it can't be anywhere near as good as it's Fifth like, Element. It, I, Come on. No, it's, it's kind of like a cross between, like, Fifth Element and, like, Avatar. I don't know, guys. I think I might like it more than Fifth Element. It's too what? fresh. It's too fresh. But I genuinely, like, when I think about this freaking movie, dude, like, so, I mean, the thing is, is uh, this is straight up, um, you know, Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah, it's a lot like Heavy Metal. Yeah, 2000 yeah. AD. You know, like, when they um they go in um in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the very first this one. This movie has a rad opening, too. Oh, my God. Don't, it does, I'm not going to yeah. spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, totally. It's really... So it's worth going to see. Um, but, yeah, 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 so, yeah, so you know Guardians of the Galaxy, where they go to nowhere? Yep. You know? um, It's like that, but, like, the whole freaking yeah. movie, dude. Nice. Like, it's just, like, super, super sci-fi shit. Yeah, like, the whole movie was the cantina in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Just yeah. crazy aliens everywhere, robots, flying shit, other dimensions, holograms, you know, just like... It <laughs> or was... if Hellboy 2 was like a science fiction totally. movie. Totally. I absolutely nice. thought about the Hellboy yeah. 2 angle, dude. Yeah. yeah, when they go to the market yeah. in Hellboy 2 and how it's like, you, you know, that it's just like... All of the production design and all of the costume design and the makeup design is impeccable. Yeah, let me just say this, guy. I don't want to spoil it too much. This movie cost, apparently, for I read... Two hundred and thirty million dollars. Wow. Whoa! And you see every wow. fucking yep. penny on the yep. screen. Exactly. There's like so much CGI motion capture. It's like it's like seamless. It's but seamless. it doesn't feel terrible. No, no. You it know? doesn't feel like you're watching a cartoon. It looks better than Avatar ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. So I mean, I think Avatar is a good comparison. Oh no, I'm just laughing. It's just funny to even hear the word Avatar. Anymore. Oh, I know. No, no, no. 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 When you watch this, there's a whole part that's like. 
this. Oh, right. But it's like, no, no, like it reminds <laughs> you of Avatar, but it's like, see, this is how you should have done yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because of... here's the thing, like Avatar, like, I mean, nobody talks about or thinks about That's Avatar what I mean. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, it totally. literally is yeah, yeah. like a device where I'm like, but, you know, oh, I yeah. think part of the reason for that is that movie's freaking three hours goddamn long. Yeah. And there's a lot and of... it's there's awful. A, yeah, it's there's, awful. It's well, probably one of the worst movies I've ever You know there's, what's funny? Hang on real quick. Speaking uh-huh. of Avatar, I was watching the the uh, the uh, bonus materials on the, DV, on, the, on the Blu-ray for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. And all of that last sequence with the construction on the tower yeah. and all that, that was all green screen. Awesome. So they said that was the only si- the only part in the whole movie that they didn't film on location, mm-hmm. but they did a whole like like 45 minute mini documentary on them filming that scene. And they're in this huge warehouse and off in the distance of the warehouse is this huge avatar poster just kind of hanging on the wall by itself. And I remember looking uh-huh. at it going, that's really weird. Why is there an avatar poster <laughs> over? Other than it's a studio. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's just weird that, you know, because that movie was what, 2014? 2009. No, I'm talking uh, oh, Dawn. Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like 2014. 2014. 2014 but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Avatar's 2000. Why is there still an Avatar yeah. poster? Yeah, because nobody talks about James Avatar. James Cameron commands it. <laughs> right? right? Um, but so that's the thing. I mean, so yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I can't think of the last time I watched Avatar, honestly. But In the movie theater. That, that's the last that, time I watched uh, it. I mean, yeah, me um, too, I think. And so, I was pissed in. <laughs> so the thing is, is there's so much of that movie that's just nonsense and boring. But... There's like the parts in it that it's like okay they're going when they're going through the glowing forest at night it's pretty fucking awesome that's still awesome okay mm-hmm. like I mean like the first time he flies on the dragon thing it's pretty awesome and I think if you edited I totally forgot all about that yeah, yeah. right you know I know it's actually it, it, funny is that both of the things that Josh mentioned are probably the only two things I actually remember yeah and that, right, that right. and I couldn't believe I was seeing Joel David Moore in a movie that big <laughs> I really was blown away because right. I had just probably watched Hatchet or spiral a mm. little bit before that <laughs> right so so my point is that it's like the it's like that 20 minutes you remember really liking from avatar but it's the whole movie that's awesome you know yeah. um and well, the, you know the other movies that kind of came to mind while watching it just not even thematically but just in terms of they make my eyeballs happy is like pacific rim nice. or um even like like uh like a mad max fury road you know just these movies that just look just great well, you guys had me at a uh, fifth element and, oh yeah and uh, hellboy 2 because yeah hellboy 2 is I mean, a very i don't good i don't want to gush over it too much i will say the two leads in this if they had gone like two real actors yeah absolutely because like i I, I, nothing against dale dehan he can't carry a movie i think that i think that um what's her face uh june moon was uh oh yeah carrot yeah she could have but like what you gotta get is the main guy he's supposed to be kind of like han solo right he's supposed to be like a rogue Right, and the kid is trying. But to you've do got it. Dan talking <laughs> like Keanu Reeves to the yeah. whole movie. Oh jeez, you know, like, it's like and I it's, love yeah. you, marry yeah. me. Versus, yeah. like you think, like he says right. shit like that. Would you think it'd be Han Solo? He'd be like, I love you, marry me. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's He'd like, be way cooler. Yeah. about the whole situation. And and look, I mean, I will fully admit that there's a lot of like really. And I, I mean, I said this even last night. Like the third act, I think, is pretty problematic, and there's some seriously cringeworthy dialogue in this movie. But, like, those few negatives that this yeah. movie has, like, I'm willing to just completely throw out the window because all the things I love about yeah. the movie. And then this one, this is the last thing I'll say in it. This movie is, like, one of those where, like, 
it has actors show up that you haven't thought about for a really long time. Yeah. So oh, wow. when they show up, you're like, oh, I wonder where Ethan Hawke's been since yeah, the purge. Totally, oh, my gosh. Totally. <laughs> and I never thought I would, like, appreciate Rihanna so much in a movie. Um, like, I, it's just, like, uh, seriously awesome. And also, like, I highly recommend for anybody going to see this, see it in 3D if you can. The 3D in this is super good. Super good. I, it. The funny thing is, so we saw this as a press screen. They were like, what, 12 other people there? Yeah, maybe? yeah. So we get there. There's a bunch of tape in the front, <laughs> in the front row, which meant. Uh, and, and so as we walk in, I'm like, wow, you know, Harkins is really good. But like when I go into this Harkins theater, like I swear to God, I've never seen a Harkins theater as on point as this was. Like, yeah, all it was of almost. The... Yeah. All the all the employees were like super good. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. On point. Like, like everything's clean like, as hell. Like everything's wiped down like no lines like wow this is a really really awesome night at harkins it's because uh dan harkins decided to watch this movie early <laughs> uh, so they had this section taped off like five minutes in the movie starts he just jumps kind of the very pulls the tape and I right. guess his wife shows up yeah you know and then they're just sitting there like either you know, no no they're eating they're sitting there their the employees are bringing they them deliver food them to the table yeah, awesome. or to their seat. Like, was it Tempe Marketplace? Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was. That's just, funny. Do you need anything else? Like they're bringing popcorn yeah. or yeah. drinks, and it's like maybe you should do an Esplanade yeah. kind of thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's funny. I because uh, you know, and he seemed like I mean, I didn't really he's, talk he's to him. I went nice. to seem like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um. But uh. But it was uh. You know, when when my work. And I work at like a fairly large, you know, 2000 employee company in Scottsdale. Okay. But like when our bosses, when our CEO comes downstairs, because there's like an upstairs VIP, this is where all the execs work. And then the downstairs where the plebeians work. And when like they're going to do a walkthrough, it's like all hands on deck, four alarm fire. Everybody make sure and straighten up your desks. You know, everybody has to dress up that day just when like, the manager's going to, or the, the, the CEO owner is going to be walking through down the hallway. I can only imagine when they're like, okay, it's a red alert. We've got Dan Harkins coming tonight. You know, and just so you guys <laughs> know why signal, if you don't live in Arizona, the biggest movie chain in Arizona is called Harkins theater. Yeah. So he's the namesake. Owner. That's like, it's like, imagine you're, you know, you're, it's like, it's like Mick, you know, Joe, Joe McDonald's yeah. is coming to your McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I met the legend Michael Pollock, so I'm uh, oh, I never. It's all down from there, man. Man, you know? the mullet it's was true. glorious. But yeah, anyway, I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, I understand uh, super gushy about Valerian, but I, uh, I love that movie. I think it's tremendous. I have to give it more time, you know, to really see how I think it stacks up against something like a fifth element. But I don't know. Watching that movie and watching like the constant nonstop adventure and spectacle that that movie is up until, yeah, again, like probably the end. Um, I, I just think it's just one of those movies that's going to be an evergreen. It just feels that way. It feels like a movie that I'm just going to watch over and over and over again. It's never going to get boring. I think it's definitely one of Luke Besson's better movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, yeah. But uh, I think it's time to get to the main event. People are antsing for it. Banana. And it is time for Spider-Man Homecoming. Which I'm going to say is the best Marvel movie this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not saying a whole lot. There's only been one other one, right? Guardians. Yeah. Which I keep finding myself, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's pretty good. And then it's as good as the first one. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I did like how the beginning they did that 
Here Comes the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The, that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> very well done. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And I like how they've changed the uh, the Marvel logo thing in the beginning now. That's uh-huh. actually It's all the Marvel movies. And they I feel like they're pulling yeah. it together going... Ah, we're that much closer to Infinity Wars. Yeah, they are. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm still super stoked for uh, Thor Ragnarok, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I'm not as stoked for Thor Ragnarok because I feel like they said, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy was fun and it fed on lots of 80s music. Let's do that with Thor, who's not such an interesting character. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? Nope. Okay. Have you seen um, Huntford Wilder People? Uh, no. Okay, so that's the reason you have the opinion you have. I'm just going to tell you right now. Because if you would have seen those two movies, you'd be super excited for Thor. Right what now. does that have to do with Marvel, though? I don't, I don't because those are both like it's some the of the best. the guy who directed yeah. Thor. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And he's directed well, it, two of the really best the director thing the for me. Years. I feel like they've totally taken a, a huge turn from the other two Thor movies. Right. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how that... And I appreciate it in Guardians, but I don't know how that dynamic's going to fit with Thor. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's, that's well, my. Well, it's kind of like I, I feel like they're trying to make a bridge to Guardians. Like I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if the, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I have no yeah. doubt that yeah. they'll at least have a cameo of some kind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was funny when the Hulk came out, and he's like, "Yeah, right. we're friends from work." Ha ha! But I'm like. <laughs> This isn't really what I was looking for. I mean, right. I wasn't a big fan of the Thor movies to begin with. They were totally. probably yeah. my least I'm favorite you, of the Marvel series. I think if you saw series, Taika Waititi's but... other films, like, you would totally, like, it's like a primer for it. Um, and I think if you watch specifically, the, but, I mean, I think you would just, by the way, dude, you, sh- you should watch What We Do in Shadows. I think. Oh, yeah, it's been movie. on my queue yeah. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Or something. It's yeah, got a for, really good for like a year. I just, yeah. yeah, you'd really like it. But I, th- I think what Jasper's saying is, like, you don't like the joke how it's getting all jokes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh I I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good uh analogy of a director that I can stick with a totally a movie that it totally wouldn't work with, but I'm I'm coming up blank right now. Uh, oh, oh, the John Woo Three Musketeers movie that came out a few years ago. There was a big steaming pile of crap. John Woo movies are awesome, but it just didn't work in, with Chris O'Donnell. In a Chris O'Donnell Three Musketeers type, it just didn't I work. I feel like uh, I vaguely remember this movie. Exactly. You don't want to remember. It was well, the yeah, late nineties, I think. But that's the. It, it, you can have a good director that good, does a good. He's good at what he does, but you don't want him doing this type There's of nothing movie. better than that yeah. in a '90s, uh, so. you know, Musketeers movie, man. <laughs> well, the, oh my God. That's, it's one Come of those on. things where I think with Awful. like the Three Musketeers too, I think they're finally realizing we gotta stop doing these movies. Right, right, like right. we can't. It, uh, what was the the Mask of Zorro? They're like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Robin Hood, even though the, obviously the Russell Crowe one. Oh my God! So Speaking of. If Three? anyone actually remembers no. that, but um, I feel like you know that kind of era, the classic Errol Flynn, um, yeah. you know these kind of swashbuckling movies. I, I mean, it's I just don't think it's there anymore. Um, Spider Man is really funny though. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's a oh, no, really Spider Man was Spider Man was amazing. Yeah. yeah it's very oh, funny. no pun intended. It, uh, but the uh... thing is, it's that's the character though, and that's the hard part yeah, of the Marvel true. Cinematic Universe as I establishing its identity is, is that it's you have to put in humor. You right. got to give the audience humor. Exactly. But the question is how much, and based on what kind of characters are, it's like. Yeah. Well, like with the Thor movies, that's why 
the that's why the chick had her quirky friends. That was oh, the Cat hu- Dennings. Right. Yeah, that was the right. humor yeah. in yeah. the movie. I will put up a lot with Cat Dennings. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to look at it. Yes, no doubt. But anyway, I, the, I kinda... the Three Musketeers though never got better than Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, and Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, exactly. I just want to point that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ever, dude, and Rebecca De Mornay. There you, you go. Much. Thank you. Um, but back to Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, I don't know, man. Um, so. I really like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that movie was freaking rad, dude. Like, you know, my favorite thing about that movie is um, <clears throat> no glowing pillar of light in the sky. Right. The movie, dude, I am so know. happy it didn't have that kind. It was yeah. like a ground right. level problem. It was, it was well, believable. That's you know, what that's Spider-Man what I also is. liked. I remember this is what I also liked about Logan, mm-hmm. that it was like not something that if it's going to destroy right. the world. We're not saving the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that that really, really did make a big difference. Um, it's, uh, you know, the the thing about this movie, and, you know, I totally get the John Hughes thing, like, that you brought up, which really, I mean, they are aware of, right? I mean, oh, they you had, know what's funny you know, the... is, like, uh, I, I feel like that was a little over the head. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell it's a Ferris Bueller reference. Yeah. Yes. And then they show you Ferris Bueller. But it was almost like... I mean, I get that, like, but I think that's kind of like them saying, "Look, we get it. Please don't like call us out for well, it." Well, again, like, that's yeah. no, that's going back doing. to like when that's what I was saying about Baby Driver letting you fill that stuff, or not? Yeah. I'm sorry, Baby Driver, Bad Batch. Yeah, you said Baby Driver so much it's <laughs> in my head. Anyway, when I was saying about Bad Batch letting you fill that stuff in and right. not actually showing it to you. That's what they did here. They're like, oh, it's a Ferris Bueller takeoff. Oh, look how funny they're watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. You know. By the way, I just want to quick interject just because, um, as I mentioned, I don't really watch trailers anymore. We had talked a little bit before about the Jumanji movie remake or whatever. Uh-huh. Which I but haven't I, seen the trailer But I hadn't seen it, but it was the trailer before Homecoming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought it was a Breakfast Club remake. That, like oh, the it opening. totally played like yeah, that. And I was yes, like, it does. That's funny. Because yes, they're all in the detention. part. You oh. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say against everything, uh, that movie looks freaking hysterical, and I can't um, wait to go see I, it at I the I know that movie's going to make a lot of money. I'm going to go see it because I got a super fat crush on Karen Gillan, and uh, it's just happening. So, you know, I think I might have to watch this trailer because enough people have tried to explain to me that I don't you need to. It's, oh, it's, it's weird. Oh, it's yeah. a weird, weird. Thing. I just it found is. it funny because, like I said, you talked about. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen anything yet. You know, I just, you know, it's oh, it really is. It's kind of old school. I yeah. watch trailers more now at the movies yeah. that I actually do yeah. Yeah. on the air. But I mean, for me, Homecoming, I, I, you know, it's funny. Victor mentioned, you know, not liking the the Spider Man, the Peter Parker character. Yeah, I'm not, not a, a big fan, fan of the comic book character Spider Man, and I don't really like the Spider Man, uh, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, I do like. I mean, I do want to touch on that a little bit because yeah. I think that there's a lot of unfair maligning of those movies just because it's not the newest hottest I, thing. I do, yeah. but I mean, to be fair, you've had that opinion before. Oh yeah, I've had. Yeah. I, this but, is not. Yeah, I'm not like saying this to like. Right. Oh, this is like the new bicycle. Yeah. It's like. I have long held the opinion that I don't like care for those movies. It's a, a big part to me too is that I still think the second one is still a, a great film. Raimi's exactly. uh, Spider-Man two, yeah. I think, is yes. an excellent, movie excellent is awesome. movie. I think with the first one, it was finance beaten against. It suffers from the origin story right. issues. Yes, but I think that the third one was then it was okay. Steaming let's go with the fan service. I, steaming pile and, of crap, and that's the problem. Yeah. So many comic book films suffer from is just finding that balance. Between right. audience, dude, literally support. This was the best thing service. about this was the that was the best thing mentioning that 
about this Spider-Man movie is there's no origin story. His At origin all. story yeah. was I love once, it. It was one sentence. Yep. Yeah. It was like I got so bit you, by radio. So you were bitten by a spider? <laughs> Can I get bit by it? No, no the dead. spider's dead. It's so good. So man. I love the fact that they took into account. Okay, everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Right. Yeah. They know how he became Spider-Man. The other thing I loved about this movie was the absence of a Gwen Stacy and a Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Even though they did the little nod towards now, the well, end. It's the ultimate, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah it's but like it's the not ultimate ma- universe was like, yeah. But I liked as, it. Yeah. Because the things that always mucked up both the, the Tobey Maguire and the other ones that came out a couple of years ago, the thing I think always mucked him up was you had to have an origin story and he had to have some kind of love interest. Yeah. And he kind of had a love interest in this one, but it wasn't where... He's actually with her and pining over her over uh-huh. the entire. Movie, I liked that that know. that that whole story. I mean, I liked the 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 girl he had a crush on because it really showed. And here's what I think was really interesting is that it wasn't like this black and white thing of okay, there's this girl he likes and he could have this girl, but he has to go out and he has to be a hero yeah. and save the city and all that stuff. And it's like this tragedy. What I really like about it is that like he could have probably stayed home. Like he ends up fucking things up more than not yeah. in a lot yeah. of cases. And it's like, and that's kind of what I think that you know Robert Downey Jr. is trying to tell him, or you know I mean, Tony Stark's trying to tell him is like he's trying to say. Like, is there a difference? same thing? I was about to say same thing. <laughs> I know because I like, literally just he could of him legally as change Downey his Jr. name at this point. You know, but so so but but that's the thing is Tony Stark's trying to be like yo be a kid. Yeah. Be a kid because there's important things you're going to learn from being a kid. And he is just so desperate to be an Avenger that he goes out and he complicates things more than not. And it's like you really think like he should have just had this bonding experience yeah. with all, you know, with all those kids and everything. You know, he really should have. Um, but I think that one thing that's really interesting also about the film is the way that everything is grounded. You know, like you talked about the, you know, the like that this is street level right which is a lot of case what spider-man is and because it wasn't this huge epic thing when you did have the epic things happen like like at the top of the washington monument like that was a really really good you kind of found i found myself during that you're right because you relate with him so much right at that point you're at the edge of your seat going come on spidey you can do this don't fuck this up like you messed everything else come on you know what i mean and you're almost embarrassed at parts like when he, not to give too much away, but when he busts the guy breaking into the car. Right. And the guy's like, this is my car, you <laughs> jerk. You know, so good, stuff dude. like that. And you're yes. like, you're almost embarrassed for him. I liked, I liked how much character this movie had. Yeah. Like, yes. It felt like it was in a city. <laughs> hey, you're that Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do well, something. <laughs> I also liked that they kind of showed like when he's holding the barge together. Right. And the guy's like, all right, Spider-Man. And then he can't hold him. And, and Iron Man comes <laughs> all in. Right, and says, Iron Man. All right, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that, totally. It shows yeah. how fickle yeah. people yeah. are yeah, yeah. in this world well, where there's big, heroes and stuff now and a big you know. part of that too to me was the whole um i love the part on the barge with the fbi explanation yeah. yeah which is very but i always feel one of the best comics that people don't talk about is uh gotham central which plays uh, very rudimentary is just that it's basically imagine that what you're gotham the, should have been yeah what gotham should have been but imagine you are the uh police and batman like Look at it from the cop's perspective, the detective's perspective. That's like, oh, hey, this vigilante is just taking over our city and making us look bad or doing things that you shouldn't be doing. It it takes it from a very different perspective. And I like the idea of Tony Stark saying, well, 
you know, we are actually, especially after all the damage we've done, that was the only part in Ultron, only part that has any redeeming quality is the idea of resentment towards right. superheroes. And I just feel like nobody talks enough. One character I was going to bring up because you were talking about the lack of the love interest and stuff. Originally, I didn't like it actually because it didn't go into the whole thing. It was originally, but I changed my mind later, was I didn't like that. It was a more traditional bully for Flash. Yeah. But then I really liked it down the line because... Well, it's like a modern no, day bully. No, no, no. Yeah. Exactly. Is That's what it is. Is that? But it's more than that. It's not just a modern day because anyone can still be a bully like in a more traditional yeah. like physical sense. It's but the rich kids and the um, you know people with wealth and power. But even more than that, it was just kind of the... Uh, I like that he's so like... He's a shitlord. He's yeah. totally like a troll. Totally. And it's <laughs> so funny because right. you realize yeah. that, like, you know, when he's like, I don't think you should come back to the party. Like, right. I was just dying that laughing. Was hilarious. Because yeah, yeah. imagine being that age, and that's probably what yeah. kids face now. It's like, hey, did you check out the meme about you? You right. got circulating right. yeah. around. I thought it was really cool that it was a smart kid school. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that it wasn't just a regular school, that like it was like a school of nerds um, and that they showed that hierarchy that even within the nerds that you still do have, as you said, you know, yeah. kind of the bullies um, and just like, th- I mean, the, the little asides that that ha- like the chess club part. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just there's so many good little things. And I love that, like, even like the girl that he has a crush on is a nerd girl. She's like an academic decathlon girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the bully, even Flash was yeah, part exactly. of the decathlon. Right, totally. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not like meathead football player. He's still on the academic decathlon. He's just a bully. And the way that that kind of changes the dynamic of the situation, um, I think is really, really super interesting. Um, and guys, we got to talk about uh, freaking our boy, Michael Keaton. I am going to say this right now. I think Michael Keaton is probably the best Marvel villain they've had. I gotta so agree. Good, I totally have to agree with you. Like before this, I thought it was Ronan the Accuser, right? And he's still like second, but right. like he, like, like I, I've heard this a few times. The best villains are the ones that could be a hero, yeah. from a yep. different perspective. Yep, a hundred percent, totally. Here. Because like, he was just a regular guy. He was just a regular guy. Affected by his circumstances. Yeah, especially at the beginning where like, he Everybody realized he expanded his company yeah. because he got a big contract from the city to haul away all this mm-hmm. like uh, alien garbage, which would make most people rich. I'm right. Like, I'm sure that, that would be enough to invest in infrastructure and the government's like, nope, nope. Well, and then yeah, the guy nope. flippantly like, well, maybe you should plan better next time. Yeah. Well, and, you know. and, and here's what I think is really interesting, right? Is that you have uh, Michael Keaton, who at this point has paid has played three different characters, um, essentially comic characters, if you were to include Birdman. Yeah. And I think that the the scenes where he is, you know, in the actual Birdman costume are still really interesting, regardless of what yeah. you think of that film. Um, and the way that he plays Batman, the way that he plays Birdman, and the way that he plays the Vulture are all completely different. Yeah. And they're completely different from the way he plays Beetlejuice. And there's completely different from the oh, yeah. four characters he plays in Multiplicity. I mean, uh, Michael Keaton is, I mean, he is a true gem. Um, and his, his the way that he can create these completely different characters, and that's the thing, I kind of expected to just see Michael Keaton 
you know Michael Keaton, Michael yeah. Keaton as the Vulture, but he wasn't. He was a character, and he was great. It just tells you when you, this was a big failing in the original, like when it became the Schumacher Batman franchise. Like, oh, we just have to be over the top, hammy. That's yeah. how you get noticed. Right. The Jim Carrey school here it works because he's so Loki. Yeah, like that scene where he figures out. Loki, I was Spider-Man about to say was, that scene, and all they did. They showed his eyes in the rearview mirror of the car, and it was terrifying. Yeah, right, it was right. absolutely terrifying. So, and, you know, and I mean, th- there's just, and and I think that because of this, I mean, there, there's a you know certain scene with uh, going to a door and um, you know going to keep you know just not tell you anything, but that moment was so incredible yeah. you know and the entire scene that happens after that in a car like is just so incredible yeah. just because of the multiple levels at which it acts oh yeah just the end of that scene is so good it's yeah like, like, yeah <laughs> you're snapping you go in there you dance with my daughter yeah well, well uh, you give her a yeah, love yeah, oh yeah well you already kind of spoiled it but that's right right but right. It, i mean no because we haven't said that, that right anything. right right yeah it's like you're gonna dance with my daughter you're gonna have a lovely time mm-hmm. And we're never gonna meet again. Unless I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. Kill everyone. I feel like yeah, he was in the trailer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, that's a big problem with with um, a lot of films and stuff. Is is that? I mean, even in the previous Spider-Man films, a lot of things. I mean, that in a lot of superhero films is that that it goes on the villain side of thing. And I think mm-hmm. to be truly villainous, you have to be willing. People always, I mean, it's a kind of a running joke on the podcast. I know, especially more, a little more with Adam, but the joke that I love movies where kids get killed. Oh, and it's yeah, not yeah. that I love that movies <laughs> that kids are getting killed. It's just that I like that is the mo- last yeah. verboten thing. It's just that Agreed. nobody wants that to happen. And I think when you have someone who is ruthless and relentless and a true villain is, they don't yeah. care who the victim is. It, it, if they get in their way it's true and look um, at uh, look at uh, uh um assault on precinct 13 yeah i mean that scene was just i mean it just fucked with me when i saw that movie for the first time i'm like how on earth did yeah. they just do that um you know and it, it but it, it's really amazing when it happens it makes a real impact and i will say that john wants who um did clown which was my favorite movie a couple of years ago i'm really glad i got this opportunity and like i said it kind of goes to what i think i mentioned on the last podcast about um, James Gunn and you know a lot of these people who are finally getting chances who have done low budget movies that maybe were successful maybe weren't but they have a vision they have an idea and it really is reinventing things mm-hmm. because that's I mean Spider-Man more than probably anything maybe uh, the aforementioned Fantastic Four yeah. is maybe <laughs> the only one who needs right. this more than um, you know but I really feel like um, this just hit it all I mean I'm, yeah. I mean I well, personally look back. I mean, I, I'll give Ragnarok a chance. I still enjoyed Wonder Woman, but as I'm making my list, and, and Guardians I'm not even considering, yeah, Guardians Part 2. No. But, I mean, as I'm thinking of the movies I really enjoyed this year, like, this is one of the few, This is and this is one thing I really feel is superhero movies that I always say, is, as soon as it's done, do I want to go see it again? Yeah. Yes. And I really have a heart. I mean, most people say about movies, like when you're talking about Baby Driver, I really felt with what you were saying, Joshua. Because I feel like that's what it is. It's like, when do you want to see it? And that's what I felt yeah. with the first Guardians. And I don't oh, yeah. think I've really totally. felt maybe since this. It's yeah. nice to leave a movie. Or Deadpool. Deadpool I really enjoyed too. But... It's nice to leave a movie excited. Yeah, exactly. And I left oh, yeah. this that's movie excited. Yeah. And the thing was, um, 
they did a really, really good job of. You're right. Well, I think I mean, Victor the last and I, moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, which Victor did right. say. Yeah. Well, not even the the, the post but when they cut to the credits for the very first time. Like one of the with uh you know oh, it, it involves May. May. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fucking good. But uh, <laughs> I think I had this conversation with Victor about Peter Parker. I, you had said you don't like the Spider-Man character, yeah. and what I said was, I like Spider-Man. I hate Peter Parker. In the comics. Yeah. Because he's constantly whining. He's constantly complaining about something. They and didn't that's really... a very pre- prevalent uh, trend in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Yes, right? absolutely. And they didn't really do that in this movie. The only thing he really complained about was, I want to do more. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't it was like... a believable complaint. It wasn't that yeah. whole cliche, I'm so burdened with this awesome power I've been given and right. I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. You know and what I thank mean? thank God they didn't say that. Fucking line. I, I will say, I was God, really... I had, I you was mean uh, with great power comes yeah, great responsibility? I will say, I really liked how this movie just threw away all the sacred cows. So yes, yeah, I loved yeah. it. It's just like, you know, all these movies, oh, we have to have, uh, you know, the uncle die. We yeah. have yep. to have... Um, I am going to say one sacred cow that I really actually feel like is a major omission, which is spider sense. You know, I didn't miss it. I thought it worked I didn't, better. You know, yeah, that. you're That's such a defining. I never even Spider-Man. noticed it wasn't there. Honestly, they did such a good job of it. I mean, I did. I was. I was thinking about it. The I whole thought time. about this later. If Spidey sense exists in this movie, he would have like. Before he even got to the front door of that villain's house, he wouldn't have gone in. You're right. Yeah, it, it you're absolutely right. would have undercut a lot of the tension yeah. in this I movie. I know, but I mean, in my opinion, you got to write around that. That's like, I mean, I'm sorry. That's like having, you know, a Superman that doesn't have heat vision. Like, that's a defining but, fact well, plus, of Spider-Man. And I always thought Superman's heat vision was absolutely ludicrous and unnecessary, But it's still too. Superman. But... And also, when he was running out of the dance and kind of got sideswiped by that villain, that never would have happened either. And that was kind of an important part of the movie. Here's also. what I hope: I hope he's going to develop Spider. Oh, I'm and sure. Could, that's well. that's okay. actually why I was going with that. Is is that that's actually something where I feel like they they jump the gun too much in yeah. super. I remember this one of the things I did like about the Smallville TV show. Was he got his powers yeah. over time? Gradually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very, very slowly. But yeah, the good thing here, I, I really related with this as far as the Peter Parker character goes. Not only being different from the the whiny uh, comic book Peter Parker, but my son is 14 years old. Peter Parker is 14 years old in this movie. And I kind of related with that as I could see him, Peter Parker, as a 14-year-old boy trying to go above and beyond and doing the things he did and making the mistakes he made with the best intentions. But, oh, crap, I don't have a full understanding of how things really work, and that's why things are getting messed up. I can relate with that because I deal with that um, all the time with my own son because you, you, you remember being 14. You're at that awkward age. You're not quite an adult. You're not a kid anymore, and you're going to screw things up because – you think you've got a handle on the adult world, but you really have no idea how it works. And I think they did a really good job with the Peter Parker character in that respect. Right. Uh, that I, at the end, you know, I'm just a kid. Even there were even parts in the movie where they, uh, I think, oh, the one guy was like, I know you're a girl under there. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I mean, I'm a man. You know, oh, so good. Yeah. I mean, and and uh, we we also got to just talk about Karen. I mean, that whole that thing was about awesome. Karen was rad. That was absolutely awesome. Like, and I don't know. I guess I I mean, I may not be familiar with this, but um, I mean, you're a comic guy, uh, Kirby. Do you know is 
is that from the comics at all? Oh, like, Victor's it? actually the no, oh, yeah. it's no, it's not. Yeah, right. It, so it's totally created for the yeah, film yeah. because yes. oh, the whole thing with Tony Stark making the Spider-Man yeah. outfit is a movie. And what I'm... a cool thing! Yeah, because will... what you find out, well, because really what it is is after he gets rid of that training wheels protocol, you realize his spider suit is pretty much Tony Stark's armor. Right. Yeah. You know? Especially all the useless bullshit he builds into, which is totally Tony Stark. The recurring murder joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, the one thing I will say about this movie is, thank God, they kept... I mean, they had to have Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, Mm -hmm. but I like that they didn't have him fighting Spider-Man's yeah. battles for yeah, him, yeah. which I yeah, was, was very good. afraid would happen throughout. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that I totally feel Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark is beyond a one-note character. Oh, he yeah. never learns from anything, and it's kind of gotten to the point where it's ridiculous. I kind of got that in the movie, though, because um, they had a really good mentor thing going yeah. on between the two of them. But there was a couple of times where Tony Stark said to him, where that part right after the barge, he goes, I just want to be like you. And he goes, yeah. I want you to be better. better. Yeah. You yeah. know, that shows really me. I don't think that Tony Stark's not learning. I don't think Tony Stark gives a shit. I yeah. think he's at a point in his life where he's like, I make bad decisions. I fuck stuff up. That's what I do. But, oh, yes. That's but the being as far you as, get out of Iron Man 3. Exactly. Sure. But as far as Peter Parker goes, he's like, I don't want you to make the mistakes I made. He's yeah. almost taking on like a father type of well, role i for also him. like that this movie didn't feel like you know to me captain america civil war almost felt like iron man 4 yeah and this it thankfully did. doesn't feel like iron man 5 right yeah. yeah i mean i think it just it felt like avengers 3 yeah kind um, of but yeah but I, and the reason i turfed that question by the way mm-hmm. to victor is because i literally stopped reading comic books in 1996 oh, okay so what i was saying well, is here- i highly doubted it was from anything in the books it's just that there are so there's, many there's a series ton of now Easter that eggs. I have no idea. Like the guy like, um, that Donald Glover plays, uh-huh. Aaron Davis, yeah. and Prowler. Um, so at one point they're talking, and he's like, "You know, I want to help you because I have a nephew in this city." It's that so, Miles Morales. Yes. Ah, yes. gotcha. Yes. Okay, that makes sense now. Um, which, which, by the way, I did want to quick say when you brought up, uh, uh, before I forget. Guy is so good to see Bokeem Woodbine in a movie. One of my he favorites. was so good in Fargo. I'm glad he's getting good. He uh-huh. is such a great. He's, oh, actor. you know what he's also in, by the way, is the Big Hit, a movie that I was telling oh, you about. Victor. Yeah, that's right. Have you guys seen the Big Hit Don't from the nineties with Mark Wahlberg? The Wahlberg yeah. one. Oh my god, that movie is yeah. freaking awesome. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The reason that it came to mind is that there's this uh, Wyclef Jean "Staying Alive" song that was, I believe, made for that movie, The Big Hit, yeah. that is in Valerian. Um, um, and so oh, Josh went crazy. Yeah, that song. yeah, like, yeah. It's a song from the big <laughs> I know. I was like, it's from the big head, dude. That's awesome. a, I actually forgot about that movie. Oh, yeah. see, I remember what was it? And and uh, Sabato Junior. Yeah, Anthony yes. Sabato Junior. Junior. Bokeem Woodbine. Uh, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and uh, but there's a great. No, wait a minute. Uh, Lou, um, shoot, there was one other. You left somebody out. You're right. Uh, there was four of them, weren't there? There was four. It yeah. was uh, God, the 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 guy from Young Guns. Lou Diamond. Oh, Phillips. yeah, Lou, Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips. Oh, Lou he was Diamond a Phillips. Badass in that movie yeah. too. You're right, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh my God! What's and then Bookie Woodbine's whole kind. His whole thing is like he's always flexing his hands because he jerks off a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was. Um, oh, I need to get that on DVD now. Yeah, I totally forgot a, about that. It's movie. a really Great awesome movie. movie. I, I will say too the thing that the, the role in this like was Logan Marshall Green is in this from uh-huh. The Invitation. Yeah, and totally. Prometheus. 
And like his character is gone from the movie so quickly. I know. I and it's know. just like the way he's dispatched is like so funny. I know, it really yeah. is. I mean, I really wanted him to be, you know, the character that you thought he was gonna yeah. be, but um uh but you know, one Was that the other... one where he thought it was a gravity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um the other thing though is uh what I really love is that they, they these were all like believable high schoolers. Yeah, you know, this high is schoolers... a great cast, oh, period. Yeah, you know, I, I said that um Opposed to, uh, shit, what was it? We were, wa- oh, it was that, uh, suicide movie, The 13 Reasons Why. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Where every high school kid had a freaking, had tattoos. Yeah. And back pieces. <laughs> Are yeah. you and- fucking serious? Yeah, I yes! remember bringing it up in the thing. I was telling oh, you how wow. like, It's ridiculous. It and yeah, these were believable, awkward high school yeah, kids. Yeah. Well, and they all, the one thing too I want to say, because there's been controversy about the casting, is the one thing I would say is that it's Queens. Like, uh-huh. What did right. you expect it was gonna look like? Like it should be full of Puerto Rican people. And, yeah. Well, but I mean, it just. Yeah. I mean, I no, no. Like, what I mean, it's a very. I've been to Queens. Yeah. It's like you're not gonna yeah, find so a lot I, of white people there. Well, no. I just mean that that it was very realistic. Like everything was on point with that. Like, um, you know, the couple jabs I thought that were 100 historically accurate were still kind of stupid, but that's just the way I feel. But the casting was awesome like every single character that slavery slavery line and the yeah which was yeah. A, it's totally 100 percent. i just right. felt like it's com- again, such a good way to handle that moment. and i yeah. i hang on and, and it was funnier than that but right. to me it's even like the the iffy thing i'm going i uh, know right. it definitely happened that yeah, way yeah, yeah. It's and just i kind loved of i loved that character and i hate because that was mj right that, yes that, and, yeah. I, and i hate i hate the fact and I don't know if anybody else has seen this. I hate that there's been such an internet controversy over that one little line she said at the very end, where she said, "Oh, my friends call me MJ," and yeah. everybody lost their shit. Yeah, and I'm like, it's clearly not shut Mary up, Jane. shut it's up, not Mary Jane. It's, it's not. a completely no, different. Yeah. Absolutely, I don't know. And I thought it was kind of com a, a little bit of a comical nod, right, to and, the comic book. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, of course, has to read way too much well, into it. But even, even if, oh, but that's he, not Mary Jane. But even if it was, who gives a shit? Yeah. Absolutely, that's, that's yeah. the biggest thing that I, I have. I would be like, a little annoyed only because they made Mary Jane like a uh, like a co high schooler in the Sam Raimi movies, and I don't want that. I want Mary Jane Watson to be like her own successful woman when Peter Parker meets her. You know, I want her to be like that, that like not girl next door. Mary Jane Watson is the super I could go, glamorous I could go work, without you know? her being in a Spider-Man movie ever again, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine, though, if like he gets to the city and he sees this super glamorous woman that's yeah. like way above like, you know, yeah. that's the whole thing with MJ is that he's punching like way above his weight. She's not like the damaged girl next door whose father is abusive. Like, she's like super super fashionable glamorous woman um you know that again is like out of his league and i think that's we part could they so could good. still do that though but forget gwen stacy and mary jane let's bring in yeah. black cat well that and that's yeah. part of the I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's that, just a like, pervert in me that's probably. what i mean with, <laughs> with so many of the things is that that's what i liked this was all new right that's everything what i enjoyed was, about right, it too like the characters fresh. people were new everything felt interesting yes. and in its right place that's right. something like i said that's what bothers me when they try shoehorn stuff in and everything felt and realistic. Yeah. Like this is really what people would be like. Even just one of the ones, the number one thing is funny. They brought up, like the nerd aspect mm-hmm. was the Lego Death Star. I was that like, was ah. cool. it's still believable in a school, a technology <laughs> the magnet drops school. It. Like, yeah. It was, such it a was good so moment. great, and he yeah. was so funny. And though that's, uh, um, I will say this is one of my last ones of what I loved the most 
is it's the total hot fuz thing. I want to be the guy in the yeah. chair. Yes. I want yeah. the chair yes. guy. And I, I was like, that's well spotted, Kirby. Yeah. I didn't even yes, think about that. That, was, that yeah. dynamic is totally. It's just that. genius. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. I mean, the other good change, I hear people bitching about this on the internet constantly. Why is Aunt May so young? I'm sorry, but it's like now. It's not I know the 60s. We're having an elderly aunt was believable. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the, really she's anymore. in her 60s now, isn't she? No, she's no. not. It's, she's got to be in her 50s. And I got to say, Marissa told me you look great in this movie. Oh, my God. I love but, okay, but, I listen, mean, they, to, listen to this reasoning, That wasn't though. lost. I mean, the fact here's that she why. was like, getting free shit. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, and then yeah. automatically Tony Stark's like, how's your aunt? Yeah, exactly. You know? But here's the reasoning. My My reasoning is, I think in the comic book, that Peter Parker's aunt and uncle. Yeah, she's fifty-two. Yeah, right. Peter's yeah, yeah. Peter Parker's aunt, me in the comic book, could have been his grandmother's sister. Right. Because your grandmother's sister is still your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. And in this movie, it's more reasonable that it's actually his mom's right. sister or his dad's yeah, sister. Yeah. Totally. That was my. That was always my thinking with Aunt May. Period. Yeah. Of why she was so old. Well, I mean, maybe I it's not his that's mom's traditional, sister. But again, we've gotten that. I mean, at this point, this is the third incarnation of Spider-Man. It is time to do something different. And I'm yeah, and I'm and, and I'm glad they uh, they didn't dwell on the uncle. Yeah, you know, I the, you know I spent some time thinking about this too, and like. A lot of the lessons this movie took that make it successful are things I've, I saw in another. It's a lot like Big Hero 6 in a way. Mm. If you think about it, it's like a tech school, you know, being a hero on your own terms. Totally. And having an aunt who's, you know, it, it's just like a lot of these yeah. things are just like, I've seen this in other things. We can make this work because it's what people kind of relate to. Right, right. Yeah, and I like, you know, that, that, that this didn't follow the kind of... Uh, at this point marvel trope right of um kind of shitty person gets better you know like i mean you know peter parker's pretty good from the beginning right like he's a good guy his faults are not that he's a a shithead or selfish or all this stuff like his faults are that he wants too much like he wants to you know kind of overextend himself and he misses what's right in front of him. yeah i think a reason why this and wonder woman both work as as opposed to a lot of like the darker stuff Mm -hmm. is people want a light-hearted hero they don't want a reflection of the shitty world around right but especially these days but even in wonder woman that was the thing i liked about the world or one the western front saying Mm -hmm. is she literally realized there's that i'm still gonna do something i'm still gonna try but i know i can't solve this like and that's a huge that like i said it's that one thing like and that doesn't make you a bad person or you failed as a hero or any of those things it's just that you realize it's that i did try and i did care but it's one of those things where that that i did like with the peter parker where he realizes especially with the whole tony stark like the mentor thing like you know, I'm going to be the neighbor, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm going right. to start small, even because it's like by it is way, those little things that yeah. matter. Great delivery, by the way. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I do really like good. one of the one really good comic reference I liked was at the end where the press conference uh-huh. with yeah. Tony yes. Stark, which is totally a subversion on the press conference yeah. Tony Stark has. Yeah, exactly. To introduce Iron Spider in Civil yep. War. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, that suit seemed like, you know, kind of Iron Spider. Yeah. I mean, it didn't yes. have like the big arms in the back or whatnot, but, um, you know, this and, is a test, right? I, yeah. I super, right. I super like the fact that he didn't take that costume because I was looking at that costume. I was like, no, 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 no. It's way too soon for that. Yeah. You know, like we, we, need traditional looking spidey damn it we haven't had that in a long time we haven't 
haven't just had the Spider-Man costume on screen for such a long time. It's always been made of leather and or I like with that, all that stuff. I like you know? they went back to the homemade one too. Mm-hmm. Yes. The scene of it because that, yeah. that is one thing I did love about the Raimi was the attitude. It's like, you're a kid. What are you going to use? Like, yeah. you're going to make your own shitty Halloween costume. Totally. That's yeah. what people... And, that was and really I'm, I'm going to say, coming yeah. from a kid who tried and attempted to make plenty of superhero costumes when he was younger, right? that, yeah, that was right on point. And as far as, like... <laughs> we got to dive uh, into this later. Oh, we will. Oh, we, we, we will. <laughs> um, as far as, like, a colorful character, the colors in this movie were br- were brilliant. Oh, God, They were yeah. amazing. So they colors. were well used. Yeah. And it was very thought. You could tell they put a lot of thought into it. And it was yeah. very. It was awesome. I mean, this is a wonderful addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It really, really is. Um, I, I, I hope that Venom is. It can keep up this kind of quality. I'm like, kind of excited for Venom because they're yeah. talking an R-rated horror movie, yeah. and you can't do a Venom movie any other way. Yeah, I mean, they I, just but they can't do Carnage. They just yeah, can't. It's uh, yeah. I don't know, man. If they go I, R-rated, I if could they totally go R-rated, see them doing but it. Logan really helped with that logan and deadpool yeah did really yeah. um drove i think home. it really drove home to the studios that you can make an r-rated yeah. superhero movie that's going to be financially I, successful i just want to say something funny that josh probably when you're talking about the the light from above thing mm-hmm. it was really funny was is that i got the meaning that you're talking yeah. about about that the the threat you know but what made me laugh too is actually that was like I'm just so glad it wasn't the Raimis with the bright ass <laughs> lights and the reflected in the yeah, eyes. Yeah. That like I'm like my retinas are burning. Yeah. There is no city that except maybe Phoenix has <laughs> ever been this bright or yeah, Vegas. Yeah, you know, you have to be in the desert to be. I this mean, one bright. thing I do miss, and I you know, and again, I do want to touch upon because I've seen a lot of really just like just shitting on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies after this comes out. And it reminds me a lot of what happened after uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight came out and how just it became really fashionable to talk about how crappy the Tim Burton Batman movies were. And, oh, Hell those movies, no. those movies didn't age well. And it's like, hey, no, 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 no. There's, it's possible for both to be good yeah. and they're both in yes. their own way um and you know and i definitely don't think that's what you're doing victor and i think you've always you know had issues with those films um but i think that i mean the one thing i do miss honestly is i miss like the way that sam raimi did the whole like swinging through the city thing yeah. i thought that was super awesome and really really fun i'm sure we'll oh, get which to i meant that i meant it was just it got so overdone yeah it was like in the first I, film because of when it was released you were like wow right. yeah that looks amazing yeah but then by like the second you yeah the same yeah. film just kind of like okay. i will say the best thing that spider-man 2 did and i think the incredible hulk took it up was the way they did the recap or the origin through the yeah, credits totally. with all the painted yeah. alex ross graphics yeah that during, was awesome for sure and, yeah and when incredible hulk did the origin sequence uh-huh. just like yeah flips through the such credits. a good way yeah. it's such a good way to do it because you know we don't need to see all that again um but you know and i think that Sam Raimi deserves a lot of credit. I mean, let's be honest. You know, X-Men did well in the theaters, okay? But uh, Spider-Man was a sensation. And, yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, it was the film that changed everything. $115 yeah. million in Homecoming right. just made a little bit north of that yeah. domestically. So that's pretty incredible because that yeah. was 15 years ago. I will say ago. I think Tom Holland is like the best actor to ever play spider oh yeah yeah oh, no sure. he's great i always he's thought really toby mcguire was creepy too i like Absolutely. toby mcguire yeah. quite Especially a lot but but yes. um you know again toby mcguire needs to be cast well yeah. in the right role um you know but i i uh again i think that it's just like we we have this tendency to do this um you know in like let's say just the 
internet community, the geek mm-hmm. community. And it, and it just, it really bothers me because let's show some respect for what Sam Raimi did. Yes, Spider-Man 3 was pretty shitty. I mean, I, mean, I don't think, I don't, I will never argue that fact. Well, but yeah. um, we wouldn't be sitting here watching all these superhero movies right now if not for the success of Spider-Man. Um, and I mean, obviously X-Men did okay and Blade, you know, does deserve a lot of credit as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just think that's super important. He helped kind of define the, the summer movie tentpole as a superhero True. film. Yeah. Well, and he was, he was also <laughs> goes back to the idea that he was the underdog. Yeah, like he was the guy. You you shouldn't be directing big movies. Yeah, because what it was, uh, the gift. Uh-huh. The gift was his. Yeah, film right before it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're still one of his best. Movies. I think we're leaving out the and un- simple plan. We're leaving out the unsung hero of superhero movies, uh-huh. Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage specifically part two where he literally pisses oh, fire. Yes. yes. No, I, yeah. I want to just quick say this because it just cut to Netflix. And I don't know why the hell I torment myself this way, but <laughs> oh, Spawn? Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, Spawn you can is so see bad, it dude. right in my eyes. I can see the Spawn. Spawn. Oh, it, it, I can see the to... terrible CGI glinting in your eyes. Yeah. Right I now. love we that need movie. To do a Spawn <laughs> spotlight oh, episode. I'm on that because I love. Sorry, I probably should that have saved it. Okay, let's but, do um, it. I'll put myself yeah. through it. Let's do a retro yeah. review of Spawn. I'm totally down. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I just want to say that. Man, I would have stayed no matter what, but Victor hit it. That yeah. is the best end credit stinger. Of yes. Really good. Oh, time. God. Really yes. good. Yes. Stay all the way past all the end, and, and if uh, if you want to see something good, guys. So, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It pissed me off that there were people spoiling it as soon as it happened. Oh, like, oh, you're really? really that Oh, shitty? that sucks. I'm That's like, dumb. dude, let people sit through this. This is amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it was, was great. incredible. Just the perfect ending, mm-hmm. just out to a, a so to a pretty much yeah probably perfect film for yeah. this. Yeah. this now series. I want to go see this movie again. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> right? I will say it's probably uh, I'll, out of all the recent Marvel movies, it's the only movie I've wanted to kind of rewatch since Dare, uh, not Daredevil, um, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. and I really haven't felt that way since Guardians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good, good stuff. Yes, it is. Any last thoughts, Jasper? On that one. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry too. <laughs> so we we hit the two hour mark, so I think we're gonna wrap this one up. But I hope yeah. you enjoyed our show. If you have any thoughts, leave them on our website at cultfollowing.co. Um please guys, if you can give us a review on iTunes at Cult Following. It really helps a lot. We could use some it and seriously can, helps. Yeah, and subscribe at at uh, Cult Following on iTunes. Just like even just like make an account and give us a five star rating yeah just uh, say whatever you want to you know talk about uh you know give us some uh you know tell us what your like you know favorite uh spider-man moment is or you know which uh you know how many times you saw uh garbage pill kids movie in the theaters um, which yeah. I hope is a lot. The best dance-off scene ever, Spider-Man. Yeah, three. yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, five-star reviews—they they seriously matter. They they help us get um, you know some uh, some more visibility on iTunes. And please check out a lot of our new reviews and and uh, features on cultfalling.co. Yeah. There's a lot of great. We'll ones be having out there. a lot more stuff up on there. I'll get my Valerian review up on there. And make yeah. sure to watch Spawn. So when we do the uh, yes. episode, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll watch. I'm along. excited about that. You know, I'm the, gonna rewatch you know, Spawn. Thing I just thought of. 
It's its 20th anniversary this oh, year. I know. Wow. I did briefly consider no. trying oh, to cult play it. classics. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been one of <laughs> the, the Todd uh, McFarlane to come out. Oh, no, oh, that would have been. Oh, okay. Okay. Look, I'm going to say something now. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So, just really quickly. So, I used to have a really good buddy of mine. Um, and uh, this guy, uh, he was he was a person of color. Okay. Uh-huh. And this is going to factor into how the story goes later. Okay. Um, and so, and so <laughs> this guy, uh, so we went to go see the ang lee hulk movie at one of these like advanced screenings right Uh and so we're there we're like going up to walk up there and it's my buddy and he's like a very kind of outspoken one of these just super loud and highly inappropriate people um and then so we see todd mcfarlane who's also going to see the ang lee hulk nice um and then so he sees he sees todd mcfarlane without any hesitation just goes up gives him a big bear hug goes what's up my nigga Nice. Wow. <laughs> like, literally. And what did Tom, did Todd McFarlane say anything in his heavily accented Canadian voice? He was just like lisp, lisp his way through. Oh, hey, how you doing? Well, good to see you. Good to see you. I, uh, with you. <laughs> hey? I was like, that was just, and it was like zero hesitation. That's awesome. Pretty wow. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's a good, that's, <laughs> that's all good I can say. On. Uh, so, and yeah. on that note. On that note. Uh, I'm Victor Moreno, along with Joshua T. Ruth. I say penis, you say Parker. Penis, Parker. Parker. <laughs> Kirby Nelson. The Violator. Yeah. <laughs> and Jasperino. With great power comes great responsibility, Kirby. You did it! Yeah, so until next time, I wonder if I had that in my five. <laughs>